Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 53 of Let's Go Blues Radio, uh, Erica Weston's favorite Let's go. A favorite uh, St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. This is franchise episode number 239 all the time. Uh, your hosts tonight are yours, truly Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at jponder94. You can follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and of course, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel where this show is broadcast live every week. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get notifications when we do go live each week. For those of you watching the live show right now on YouTube, you can comment in the live chat to my left. Um, the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen or watch past episodes. Browse the fan discussion forum as well as get some uh, cool St. Louis Blues themed T-shirts that help support the show. Uh, and if you want to do us all a favor, and if you see something that uh, you like that we put out there on social media, uh, go ahead and share it. Post links to it in uh, Blues Facebook groups or wherever. Uh, because the more people that see our show, the more people we grow. Uh, the more we grow, and the more we uh, can offer everyone. So, wait, we grow people. <clears throat> we we is that what I said? We grow yeah. people. <laughs> uh, I you know. I, who knows what goes on in the utility room of my house? I don't know. Uh, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I'm not going to say. Uh, but we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check out uh, our current giveaway uh, a contest at letsgoblues.com. You have to go to letsgoblues.com to uh, enter. It's in the forums. Uh, you can win a 2020 All-Star Game rally towel as well as some uh, Blues uh, Stag Beer mashup stickers that we uh, also sell on the site. So we're giving those away. So let's go to letsgoblues.com, click on the forums link, read the post about the contest, and then enter to win. It's 100% free, and we'll pick a winner and announce it right here on Let's Go Blues Radio next week, February 26th on the show that we have uh, tentatively scheduled to do, which I guess we have to do now because I've said so. Wednesday yes. the 26th. No, no more choices. No more. That's it. That's all we got. Uh, Jeff and Bill, welcome to this week's show. How are you guys tonight? Uh, pretty well. Um, I, I thought you were going to introduce our new Twitter handles, though. You are at Kurt Price NHL. <laughs> yeah, it's, to make the show more legit, <laughs> is, I am now Kurt Price NHL. <laughs> we're all, we all have NHL in caps, in caps, 
at the end of our uh, Twitter handles to right. make us hey, appear. What did you say? Mine should be J Ponder NHL ninety four. Well, that that would be yeah. the best one, but yes. we all said that you would go with J Ponder ninety four NHL. Yes, of course, because that's more legit. We all yeah. know that if you put NHL in your Twitter handle, you instantly become legit, right? That's so adult. <laughs> so the kids are doing nowadays. That's the way I see it. Yep. <sighs> um, so what's what's been up with you boys? Anything uh, interesting happened in the last week? Uh, you know, same old stuff. Uh, nothing new for me personally. Uh, just trying to uh, weather the the blues uh, funk, and yeah, that's about it. It it's been the worst funk. Well, yeah, in the last year. But results wise, yeah, the the play over the last. Three games has been really good. good. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. And we can get into that. Um, are you going to Mardi it's Gras? Like, yeah. Say uh, this weekend. Uh, parade this weekend. Mardi Gras. No, guys. No, don't do that. You too old for that. I did that one time, and honestly, I that was the one time my friends decided that I was the DD, and because of that, I will never go again. <laughs> Because I had a terrible time. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> being a designated driver at a, an event like Mardi Gras might not be the best time. Uh, that's what you, no. you just 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 call Dan Buffa, and uh, he'll give you a ride. <laughs> yeah, in retrospect, I think that's what I'll do next time, <laughs> if there is a next time. Uh, I uh, yeah, it's funny. I have uh, I I attended Mardi Gras just one time uh, years ago, and uh, a buddy of mine had an, at a place uh, right down in Sular there where all the action was, and and uh, we were supposed to bring beer to his party uh, like a couple days before because you couldn't bring beer into the neighborhood. And so we were going to do that, and you know how you know guys are. We just didn't do it, and we and the day of, we decided we wanted to bring beer. So my cousin and I had this brilliant idea to uh, put the beer bottles in a one of those uh, insulated casserole dish container things, uh, wrap them in newspaper, you know, nice. so they wouldn't climb together, and then put it in a box and wrap it up like a gift, like a present. So. And we paraded uh, a couple presents right by all the police officers that were kind of, you know, on the perimeter and whatnot and right into his apartment. Because my friend guaranteed me, he guaranteed me that uh, we would not be able to sneak beer into his place because they had it locked down. And uh, we walked in with two gifts and he goes, what are those? And we opened it and there was beer and he started laughing. I thought it was genius. I mean, what cop is going to stop you? What cop is going to stop you and open up a present to see if it's beer? Who's going to do that? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Genius yeah. idea. Yeah. Somebody is stealing that idea from you right now, and we'll be doing that. Is that still weekend. the rule down there where you can't bring in beer? Oh, I have no idea. No. That's pretty I, good, though. That's, I like that. You know, I, I thought it was pretty good. We're, I'm pretty proud of that. That was a long time ago. It's pretty amazing what alcoholics will do to get their beer. Or their beads. That's uh, that too. Because <laughs> that was the purpose of bringing the beer. That was the purpose right? of bringing the beer. And uh, I, I, of course. I had a strawberry daiquiri from the party. You know, because right, it was free. Kurt yeah, doesn't I, drink beer. I, I, I not no, not at all. No one drink right here. Did you have your Bud Light orange? No, as well? I didn't have Bud Light orange like 15 <laughs> years ago, whenever that was. But uh, no, I, I I I had a strawberry daiquiri from the party because they were giving them out. And I, I had one. I, I had took it down in the street, and some girl said, "Hey, can I have that strawberry daiquiri?" And I'm like, "We both know how this is going to go." <laughs> <laughs> so I said, so she uh, proceeded to. Uh, Remove her shirt, and I proceeded to give her my strawberry daiquiri, and the transaction was made, and it was a handshake deal, and we both went on about our business. So that was a, it. Was a good time. Glad things yeah, worked. And out. I went upstairs and got another strawberry daiquiri. Went back down to the street. 
So oh, St. Louis. Would you Louis characterize Monica. that transaction as all profit for you? Oh yeah, you was, no, this is no overhead for me personally. So I had, I was a, it was a strictly profit deal. It was <laughs> win-win situation for me. Mm. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I, I have one. Uh, I'll tell a story. Mine's more St. Patrick's Day, but it's it's relevant. Uh, this was when I was like 21, 22. Uh, we had, uh, my, my buddy has a house, still has a house, uh, right at the parade route, uh, real close to Tam Avenue. And, um, so he had a big party and I had parked in, uh, basically the opposite side of the route. So if I wanted to cross, I had to literally walk like a mile and a half the other way. So I said, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to find a way to get across. And I'll just, you know, wait between floats or whatever. And it felt, and, and somebody told me this was something straight out of a Mentos commercial from the 90s. Um, so I I was on I was on one side, my buddy's on the other, and he's waving at me, saying, dude, we got a keg. We're good to go over here. Like, have fun over there by yourself. And so then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk behind one of the, uh, one of the floats for, you know, five, 10 steps and then just cross over cops won't notice. Right. So I, I did that. I get behind one of the floats. I'm waving. I've got a couple like beads and just random stuff with me and I'm throwing them in the crowd. And I'm like, Hey everybody. <laughs> and then I just walk across and I go over and a the security guard does grab me and goes, come on, man. I know you're not part of the parade route. Get back over there. And I go, man, there's a keg on this side. Come on. And he goes, all right, just don't do it again. So I, I got away with it. I feel like I if I wouldn't have played the part, maybe he would have actually gotten a little more pissed at me. Bill, do you have any stories? No, I'm boring. <laughs> Bill's old and boring. Uh, or just boring. Just, just boring. Just boring. Just boring. I went, I went too far. <laughs> yeah. Wait till next week because right. I will be older next week. Well, I'm going down Saturday. Mardi Gras. So, so you're not Jamie Ben? No, I'm not. I'm not Jamie Ben. Oh, uh, I get Jamie it. Ben, I Jamie Ben did. don't do that. Uh, so the rumor goes. Um, so or you bringing a lady? Has going it. with a couple guys? What are you uh, doing? No, I, I, Amy and I are going. Uh, I don't know who else is going. Um, you guys are welcome to come along and at some point. But we're gonna. I can go see the parade and then uh, go do whatever people do down there. So, hmm. uh. Uh, I'll have to see. I'm. I'm. I have like five straight days off. So. I, I imagine I, it's going to be a day of drinking afterwards. So yeah. that's 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 going to. There's that. Yeah, which is is always fun. Well, yeah, spent a day drinking with you folks yeah. a week and a half ago. Well, it was pretty fun. Time. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, speaking of drinking, the official beers of episode two hundred and thirty nine are as are as follows. <laughs> Bill, what do you got? Um, <clears throat> the greatest coffee beer ever made founders espresso kbs had it on the show a few weeks back absolutely love this beer there's no better coffee stout that has ever been made end of story that's a bold statement cotton (laughs) end of story bold strategy i like it uh jeff what's yours well hey uh, so I'm going with one of my old favorites. Actually, I don't think I've had this show on the show in a while. Urban Chestnut, uh, Fantasyland, Midwest Coast IPA Ale. Um, not much of an IPA guy, uh, to be honest, but this one has just tickled my fancy. Um, Fantasyland, 
noun, a place or circumstance existing only in the imagination or as an ideal dream world. Origin, Midwest, coast of the United States. Need we say more? Prost. Midwest coast, meaning Mississippi. Yep. Yeah, very nice. You better watch out with that prost because, you know, Panger's going to try and trademark that and he'll text you and tell you how Every time I see prost now, that's what I think of. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> mine is that mine. My beer is the I've had the first time I've had this beer ever. Um, it is Sam Adams Cold Snap. Uh, it's a white ale by Sam Adams, and it's good. It's got some uh, orange peel in it and spices. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a fine beer. It's it almost tastes kind of summery in a way, but it's kind of a winter thing, so mm. it's nice. Yeah, that's a, Amy was talking when we were out that that's her favorite winter beer. Yeah, uh, she, and uh, this was one of hers that she uh, uh, was left over. So I was like, oh, I'll take this. It, uh, yeah, it's good. It also matches, which is mentioned on Twitter, matches my wall, the color of my wall more or less, and, and your shirt, the, and the as shirt well as that your I shirt. have on. Kurt, which is all, all, the, the YouTube uh, show there, Bennington, uh, the Bennington shirt in the Let's Go Blues.com shop. So uh, you could if it's a, this is available for purchase in the let's go blues.com shop. If if we're gonna do this, I might as well do the yeah, same. You have thing. one on too. Uh, Different shirt. Yeah. Oh, I do. So my shirt, I God, I can never get this right. Um, <laughs> Contort yourself. <laughs> I look like I'm pooching it out. Yeah. Uh, one is not enough. That's Vladimir Tarasenko's quote uh, about the Stanley Cup. Um, so yeah, there. Oh, look yeah. at that. Look at back that. Back to back. Kurt's or Bill's just kind of sitting there in the middle. Well, the two of us are like look like we're flexing or something. Um, but yeah, what if you're tuning in right now? You're like, what the hell is going on? But this is a great shirt. Uh, again, find it over at the Let's Go Blues.com shop. Just got this yesterday. Great fabric, very comfortable, and uh, very well designed. The, and the print quality is fantastic because we mentioned uh, a number of weeks ago we moved uh, to a, a, a new printer, a new supplier. And uh, it, <clears throat> the print quality is vastly superior. Uh, it was kind of hit or miss with the old, with the old, uh, the old supplier. So we, uh, we uh, had some issues with that. So we switched. Um, and this has been amazing. I couldn't be happy with it. So uh, if you're if you're listening on the podcast, check out the YouTube show uh, or check out letsgoblues.com uh, if you want to see these shirts. They're uh, they're nice, quite nice. Yeah, I I just need to negotiate more t-shirts into my next <laughs> contract, and I'll be happy to uh, participate. Yeah, we'll. Brandon Toma we'll says, "Looks like you guys are trying to get some beads." Mm. <laughs> yeah, I could. We could both remove our shirts, and then we would have to pay a beads fee for doing that. I think it works the opposite for certain people. Yeah, Mister Blues had, for example, a good point. I don't know how he knew this. Uh, Bill is wearing something from the bikini thong line. It says, "What the fault?" <laughs> so yeah, you can't see that on Bill right mm. now, but he is wearing. Right. Falk is taking a beating. next speedo show. Falk has taken a beating. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, before we get into the show's topics, uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, February 19th, uh, 2011, Eric Johnson and Jay McClement traded to the Colorado Avalanche by the St. Louis Blues for Kevin Chattenkirk and Chris Stewart. Stewart scores two goals and Chattenkirk with an assist in the Blues 9-3 win over Anaheim that same night. Um, this, you know what, this trade, I, I think Eric Johnson had some bad PR here in St. Louis, and I don't think ever really got on track with fans here. But uh, at the time, and if I, for me, this was a really good trade for the Blues for a while. I, this, but but, oh, but yeah. 
recent, more, you know, recently this trade has panned out a little better and has tipped towards Colorado's favor. But uh, you know, Shattenkirk was a beast in the offensive zone, and Stewart for a short time here, he was a player. He scored some big goals. You're you're way off. You're way off. Oh, am I? Am I? Shattenkirk turned in to Zach Sanford, who was part of the Cup winning team and recently scored four goals. So obviously the Blues won that trade. I, I'm gonna yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I'll leave. I'm not gonna touch that. But uh, no. It, it, <laughs> to be honest, though, you you talking about the trade at, at first? Remember uh, Peter Stastny's comments? Yeah, uh, he was when upset. that trade went down because Paul was still a member of uh, the Avalanche, yeah. and he was very upset. Said that this set the Avalanche back by like five years or something. I yeah. mean, he was very upset about uh, it. I you know I soured on Stewart. I think the following season. Uh, he, Everybody did. Yeah, he, he was, was. He was the kind of guy. Like he, his career in Colorado got off to an, an just a blazing start. Put up a ton of goals, fought a whole bunch, and he was a force. And then he kind of tailed off, and that's why he was available for that trade. Got here, did the same thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, he's just bounced around. I mean, he's he's Philly now, right? He's still yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's still, still playing. Still, bouncing around but yeah never never really lived up to the the hype that uh, we had all built up for him he had like bits and, and bits and bits and spurts of play where and actually i, I want to say a good chunk of time in dallas just scored a good chunk of time uh after he got here he was he was good i, I thought really good um but yeah, I, he he was. I think he kept saying over and over again when he was questioned about his lack of production, and basically disappearing on the ice. You'd hear him say, "I got to be better. I got to turn it up. I got to kick it up a notch. I got to be better. Got to be a better player." And it was always the same line, and he never did it. After I mean, it was just I could not stand the guy. Uh, he just disappeared. It was like it was almost like he just didn't put forth the effort needed to compete at this level. He just he had the skills. And it just, he always, it, I don't want to say he wasn't trying because I hate to say that about players because everyone's trying out there, but it just didn't seem like he had the desire to play to his full potential. I don't know. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, uh, I'm not going to read the last part of your comment there. Stewart had some sick hands, but he fell off the earth. That's that's where I'm going to leave yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, anybody who wants to see what Austin said can check out the YouTube chat uh, later on in the. That's Jimmy, not Austin. Yeah, Jimmy Austin. Austin would Jimmy never Anderson. say such a thing. He's right. too. He's too good of a Christian high school boy. Right, Austin. Uh, oh, I was just gonna add on on this one real quick. That um, man, I I thought when when they made this trade, that both Johnson and McClement were gonna be out of Colorado within two three years johnson's had a pretty yeah. decent career yeah, he's there, been so good yeah. for him that's that was my point about the trade recently being nice for colorado because they have a yeah. serviceable guy now that's just right playing well. he's he never you know he never developed into you know the superstar number one defenseman make it forget chris pronger uh, yeah like jd sold him to us um and you know Wait, who was it that got drafted after him? Jonathan Taze. Oh yeah, Taze and and uh, and Backstrom. Uh, uh, Backstrom and uh, Stahl, right? Yeah, Jordan Stahl. Castle. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was kind of a bust. Uh, let's also add in that in that deal. I remember because 
you know, we'd say we won that all the time. And then Avalanche fans would say, let's see how the draft picks pan out. Well, we have Duncan Siemens was who they selected. And uh, Ty Ratty was who the Blues selected. And neither really panned out. Call it a wash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, February 19th, 1989, the St. Louis Blues unveiled the jersey patch in honor of the late Dan Kelly. The first mention of John Kelly joining the St. Louis Blues broadcast team appeared in the post-dispatch, as uh, speculated as far as a uh, uh, favorite to take over for Dan Kelly. So um, that was, man, 89. That was a long, that doesn't seem that long ago. It's crazy. I, there's uh, So, you know, those that follow my YouTube channel know that I've been posting some really old games and with the help of STL Blues history, I've been able to post some games from the 80s and 90s. And hearing a young John Kelly step in and do some of the commentating is interesting. Um, you can tell that he has groomed his game a little bit into what he is now. Uh, not that he was bad, but, uh, you know, just a little rough around the edges, still kind of getting the feel for the NHL game. And uh, there was one game where him and Ken Wilson actually uh, switched off periods like you would hear in the uh, the baseball KMOX broadcast right now with Mike Shannon and whoever else is in the booth with them. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. It's uh, it's weird hearing John Kelly call a game from, like, 1989, 1990, because you're like, oh, that's who the Blues have now. And I imagine his voice is up probably two octaves then, too. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. young and enthusiastic yeah. and... Very young, very enthusiastic for sure. I vaguely recall those. I'll have to watch some of your some of the uh, uploads again. Last regular season game of 1990, I believe I have on there, and that was one that he called the whole game. February 19th, 1977, Bernie Federico recorded his second career NHL hat trick and his tenth NHL in his tenth NHL game in the St. Louis Blues four dome win uh, over the Washington Capitals. The, uh, and he also included a, uh, a uh, starting lineup sheet or a roster for uh, and the, it was sponsored by Stagbury in the uh, in the tweet, which is just a fantastic look. That's yeah. I I don't know what it is about advertising nowadays uh, compared to uh, days of days of long ago. It's not like the Voltron intro, um, but. <laughs> But uh, the, the, it, I, I, I dig vintage advertising, man. It just looks sweet. The little stag beer sponsoring the blues, uh, I guess, from the program. It's awesome. If you also look closely at that program, an interesting name you'll see on the Capitals, Ace Bailey, one of the gentlemen that we lost in the 9-11 tragedy. So interesting to see his name on that sheet. Yeah, Bob Gassoff, Bob Gassoff who also we, we lost. Uh, Bruce Affleck, Bob Plager, Patey, Unger. Uh, I like how they listed the the head trainer for the for the teams. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. They got general manager, coach, and then head trainer. Which you know, to be honest, uh, I don't think trainers get enough credit. Uh, really, no, really, you know, he's been around for a long time, so I think his name is well known. I think he gets he gets a fair amount of credit. But yeah, you don't really hear a lot about trainers, and it's a, they they. I mean, the work they do is just so. I mean, just just last week with Bowmeister, I mean, just un unheralded. Uh, work they do yeah and Agreed. the fact that the caps head trainer's name was gump embro <laughs> only in hockey gump and doesn't that sound like a that sounds like a bad like college nickname for somebody yo here's my boy gump embro he's got to be from sweden right gump embro or something it's got to no. be it sounds like a swedish no. name 
Gump Worsley. No. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. It's Gump was was a was a nickname before the Tom Hanks movie. Is it a nickname or a name? Uh, pretty sure it was a nickname. Okay. I I was thinking. All right. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Oh well. Mr. Um- Embro has passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you said trainer with capitals in '77, yeah, 2006. What? what what's his nationality? Uh, looks like he. I mean, saying there, he's a Baltimore hockey legend. So I guess from. Oh no! Also survived by his Canadian family. Okay. So from Canada. So yeah, Canadians. The Either that, the or he was one of those guys that had a can- uh, had a family in Baltimore and went up in Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. Had off-season to family. One, they yeah. wouldn't know each other. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure it was the Swedish part, the Swedish corner of Canada <laughs> that he came from. <coughs> uh, rapid fire tip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, don't you know? Uh, rapid fire tidbits Don't from around you know. the NHL. Uh, the uh, NHL TV ratings for the uh, Kings and Avalanche, the uh, the outdoor game, the least watched NHL outdoor game on NBC out of 21 telecast, and least watched NHL game ever, ever on primetime broadcast TV. Um, Saturday's primetime Kings Avalanche game drew a only one. Is that one comma o one point oh one one million yeah. viewers on NBC? That's a bad number. That's terrible. One million? We got 300 million people that in this country? That can't be right, can it? And uh, that counts Canada, too? Whew. Does it count Canada? Uh, it's NBC, no. so I, don't I guess think not. That, I don't I think not. that counts okay. Canada. No. 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 I, it was rebroadcast in Canada. That's was, bad, like, though. Rogers or something? Had to be yeah. Sportsnet? Yeah. It's probably on Rogers, I'm sure. Yeah. One million? That's awful. That's bad. I mean, well, that is well really you know what? Bad. The whole thing was a shit show. The it makes you appreciate how good a job they did here in St. Louis with the outdoor with the Winter Classic. They, they, people they said people couldn't get to the game because the traffic was just well, awful. Right, I mean it's down in Colorado Springs. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, it's there's no there's no highway. The veins right? going to the uh, uh, the arena are just or the the stadium were just right. They couldn't handle it. Right, going from Denver to the Air Force Academy. I mean, it, and that's really on the NHL. Because yeah. the NHL should not have approved that site if that was the case. That, that should have been a thing that was that was looked at. Yeah. Because I mean, when you, when you're talking about Super Bowl, granted the Super Bowl is a vastly different thing, but still, with the Super Bowl, they they analyze everything: the the hotels, restaurants, accommodations, uh, highways, uh, everything. Right. But you know what? I guarantee it was. It was. It was that. Hey, NHL, we'll uh, slice some dough over your way. Just, you know, go ahead and give us this game. Okay, you got it. But they can get dough from anywhere. Because that seems to be how the NHL is. Yeah, but they they can get dough from anywhere. Anybody would like to have that game, you know? I don't know. A couple of thoughts here. The the second outdoor game of the season has just been a bad idea all around. The stadium series, um, I mean, just from from the jersey design, no matter who's playing in it, every time that the Kings have played in it, what two or three times, and their jerseys are just god awful. The the jerseys both teams wore in this are they're just the we we covered it on a you know a few shows ago when they released them. They're just ugly. Yeah, I, and you know just trying well, to. Well, in the ratings on the jerseys, nobody wanted to watch those things. Yeah. 
that's, <laughs> that could be part of it. And that, I'm sure I'm sure the folks over at Hockey by Design are probably making that argument right now. But you know, trying to trying to make it new and fresh, you know, if if you have to try to do that and you swing and miss and only get a million viewers, I, I think it's time to bring an end to the Stadium Series game. I I like I like I, I'm not that against if viewership tv viewership actually means anything to the nhl if they get the money if they get the revenue yeah but but you know, from I, from I, the actual game i okay, don't think maybe i don't yeah but uh okay but uh viewership television ratings drive advertising prices for you know future games and uh future television contracts and stuff like that so they should care about ratings because that's that's something that that isn't uh, the ratings aren't going to necessarily make them any more money like the day of you know the event or because of this event but it's going to affect it might affect future events as far as money they can make so it, so what you're telling me that you expect the nhl to think about the future because there's there's talk they may not go to china <laughs> in for the olympics they you're telling me that china. that they actually think of the future they're uh, and I'm not saying oh they're going I'm, to China. I I'm, agree. 100% they're going yeah, to China. Yeah, I, I agree. Still. But I, I I think I'm just saying I don't think that I think they care about ratings. That's my point. I I where and I think that that the ratings for the show the the last winter classic may affect future advertising dollars they can get for now I I don't that for what forever what percentage they get uh as a kickback from NBCSN or whoever broadcasts the the outdoor games. I don't know what the percentage is, but it, I'm sure they get something. Uh, but whatever. I, I, it, you, know, you know what I think they should do? Because it's obvious the, that NBC doesn't really want to include Canadian teams. And, and for their benefit, I get it. So I would be fine if they said that there was a there's a Winter Classic and then a Heritage Classic. And that could just be the Canadian teams. And, I'd be fine with that. And are you talking because about those, those things still do really well? The Canadian outdoor games, they'll still do really well. In right, Canada. they played in Regina this last time. Yeah, and who doesn't I mean, like Regina? It's just um, the Detroit Red Wings swept the Canadians <laughs> for the first time in franchise mm-hmm. history, went going four zero and zero. I bring it up because uh, our resident uh, Habs fan is uh, not not too happy. Uh, Red Wings are. A minus 105 in goal differential this season so far, and are dead last in the NHL with only 34 points, a 15-43 and four record, a full 100 goals in the goal differential, worse than Montreal. And uh, they they are they beat Montreal four times in four attempts this season. So, I think the real question here is how did Marco Scandella uh, do in that series? Um, That's a good question. He won the series because he got out before that last game. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have to suffer through that, right? Yeah. It. Oh, man. I mean, I, I watched uh, the first two of the games, and it, it just it made the other two not even interesting to me. And, uh, you know, just checked the score last night, didn't turn it on or anything, saw Montreal's up 3-1. to one. I'm like, oh, finally. And then Detroit goes three rip in the third period, and yeah, God, <laughs> fucking embarrassing, <laughs> fucking embarrassing. Uh, where is the uh, search players? There we go. Oh, I just looked him up. He's played in one game. Oh, Detroit. against uh, against Detroit. Okay, against Detroit, he was a minus okay. one. That's the only stat right. he has. 
Averaged 16.55 on right. ice. The Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, hey, real quick, before we, uh, before we continue, we got some, some comments we should probably get to real quick. Uh, the Avs and Kings played an outdoor game? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, again, NHL really knows how to how well, to publicize and their this, games. And that's, that's that sure. goes into they have too many of them because people kind of lose. Even your diehard fans, uh, they lose track of these things. Oh, that's right. There's a game tonight. Or, or shoot, you know, you turn the, you're flipping around. Oh, it's halfway over, and you just kind of forget that there's. Oh, there's a game tonight. That that one. When it was just the Winter Classic, everyone knew when it was. Now you've got multiple games a year, and it's kind of things get lost in the fold a little bit. I think. Uh, Blues three five three one says haven't watched a stadium series game in years. Winter Classic, sure, because I know when it's happening. The rest of them, I don't care about unless the Blues get another. Ha ha. Uh, Josh Webster, they should have a Winter Classic game in Africa. Um, and then uh, Mr. Blues Hat says, "Heh, Regina." Uh, Austin Lynch, for Heritage, I would love to see Habs versus Leafs and Winter Classic Blues versus Wings. And then uh, one more comment I wanted to get to with Austin up here. He says, so I'm going to Disney World in three weeks. Do I stay up till 2 a.m. Eastern time to listen to the best podcast in the NHL and be miserable the next day or wait? Is there a question uh, here? I think I'm going to stay up till Is that a trick question? <laughs> Come on. You stay up. You listen to the show. You get more informed. I was at Disney World uh, during the final, the NHL, when the Blues and were, were playing the Bruins. And uh, I was there for games five and six. So, uh, and I left my family at Disney World to <laughs> to go watch games. Come back to St. No, Louis? To go to the ESPN oh. bar at some resort I could, and to watch uh, uh, games five and six uh, in, in the bar. So, that's a you, 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 team, team first. Let's team put it like this. Team family. You said... Do, <laughs> Do you do you uh, be miserable the next day? It was part of your question. Uh, you know what? Although Jimmy Anderson here is going to say the exact opposite of what I said, you just don't go to Disney. You'll be miserable regardless. Uh, I was going to say you're in the happiest place on earth. So it doesn't matter how little sleep you get, you're still going to be happy the next Disney day. World, Disney World's. I, I don't care who you are. It's it's fantastic. I, I, I've been a, I've been twice, oh, yeah. and uh, I mean, uh, some people once. go a lot, and it's I, it's a uh, it, it, it is ridiculously expensive, and I've said this to people, but when you go and you're like you're there, you do I, I don't it, you spend a lot of money, but you do not feel like you are ripped off. It, you, you can say, okay, this place is expensive, but yeah, it's kind of worth it it's there's a lot here and it's impressive looking i mean the, the, the attention to yeah. detail in disney world is crazy uh so uh frank cusimano tweeted out this is stunning yesterday this isn't necessarily around the nhl this is uh but still uh this is stunning yesterday the xfl battle hawks and the st louis blues played at the same time the football game had a tv rating in our town of 6.0 the hockey game had a 3.1 both on cable tv so uh and i think jeff you wanted to comment on this uh this tweet from frank Cusano? yeah i'm sure you guys do too but I'm, I'm sure i'm gonna say the same thing you guys are thinking this is a brand new uh xfl this is the second week and the and let's add an effect too that the battle hawks won the first game they played so that's going to drum up interest alone, let alone it being one game a week. Uh, so 
you know, it's not like the Battlehawks had another game two nights later. Oh, I'll catch him then. It's, oh, I missed that first game. Maybe I'm going to watch the second one. And plus, this isn't a Stanley Cup playoff game. This is a uh, this is a regular season game in January. Or I'm sorry, February. And let's face it, uh, Blues are struggling right now. So that instantly is going to make people say, you know what, I'm going to tune into the Battle Hawks and see what that's like. I'm fine with him making that that tweet aware of, oh, hey, everybody, here's what the football team did. Here's what the hockey team did. Kind of crazy, both on cable TV. The way he worded that to me, and, and Kurt, I think you kind of said this to Bill and I before the show, it's like, ha-ha, look, we're still a football town. No, that's really, to me, not what that's saying. To me, it's it's a new product. People are going to tune in more. Why don't we see what this will look like in four to five weeks? I think I think this town is. I think this town town would easily support a football team that gives a shit. Um, they they've proven that in the past. Uh, I I think that, I think mm-hmm. I think that I don't think that needs to be lost in this conversation. This the, the St. Louis is a good football town, uh, but as far as what Frank Cusimano yep. is uh, implying here is kind of a twisting of the the of the facts here as far as what's going on. Right requires much context yeah and i mean it's the second game of the battle hawks people are interested more so than usual like you said a blues regular season game in february uh it i mean yeah against against the devils who suck and frank would you know frank would just defend it as you know i'm promoting st louis and what a great sports town we are and and i get it because kusamano if you pay attention to kusamano's shtick uh and he's a and and you know this is fine. A proud St. Louis and and he loves to dog on Kroenke and the Rams. Uh, loves it. And, and the NFL just and the NFL in leaving. general, which is fine. And I agree with him completely on on almost everything he says about that. But uh, uh, this yeah this needs context, like you said, Bill. Uh, Paul Bissonette and Daniel Carcillo hate each other. Uh, it's I, I <laughs> for those who haven't paid attention, it's a rather drama filled childish keyboard warrior uh pissing match between two former NHL players keyboard keyboard tough, tough guys, guys. <laughs> uh on twitter so you might want to check that out it's rather interesting somewhat entertaining i guess um uh carcillo his, uh, has a history of being a complete douchebag uh, off the ice on the ice uh trying to clean up his act apparently is trying to make amends whatever uh, Bissonette has a successful uh, podcast, mm. the the Spit and Chicklet Show, and they don't get along. It, he's it, Bissonette's calling out Casillo for being a racist in the past, I guess, and uh, wearing swastikas, and it's it's very, um, it's it's like wow, holy cow, the stuff is coming out. And Ronick tries to jump in. Do you see this, Ronick? <laughs> yes, Ronick, me jumps too. In. Me too. Put, me too. Me too. Hey, I'm alive. Uh, posts, uh, posts a picture of him kind of like jumping Carcillo from behind during a brawl or something uh, during a game. Yeah. So and, Yeah, real good <laughs> yeah, look, right, all right. by the way. Right. It, <laughs> and I think that just furthers what we were talking about last week where that Ronick is going to become the hockey face of Barstool Sports, <sighs> which right now that position is occupied by Ryan Whitney and Paul Bissonnette. Which I think they would gladly take on Ronick. He's a bigger, he's a bigger name. Yeah. He's a much bigger name. Yep. Yeah, and better, he's a Boston be- douchebag. So there you go. Much better player too in his day. So I mean, Ronick is a fringe Hall of Famer. Hasn't gotten in yet. So uh, you know, I, I mean, Bissonette not anywhere close. He was a goon. Right. So. Yep. Same with well, Whitney was just a, a yeah. mediocre right. D man. Right. So. 
No, and I'll say with this, I, I said this to you, as weird as it sounds, because I, I never liked Daniel Carcillo, if I'm going to take a side, I'm actually taking his, because this, to me, feels like something, and, and this is, you know, people are going to disagree with me on this, and that's fine. Um, I felt like the stuff that Bissonette brought up, that's locker room stuff. You don't bring that out unless you are truly offended and you're, you know, taking legal action or a teammate, a past teammate's taking legal action. The stuff he brought up, I felt was just, hey, hey, you're a douchebag. I'm going to show everyone how big of a douchebag you were. This happened in the locker room. It's not like he did it to a fan. It's not like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay, some of the stuff that he's accusing him of, but that just felt like something that did not need to be brought out in a public forum. And the stuff Carcello said right after with taking a picture of his family and saying, Oh, their, they, their lives were threatened by Paul Bissonette. So, you know, yeah. I'm going to uh, make sure and take precautions. Why are you taking pictures of your family and posting them on Twitter? Idiot. Like this whole thing was just so ridiculous, overblown. And they're just being two giant babies. And then of course, like you guys said, Gronick jumping in. Please pay attention to me too. <laughs> I'm here. Hello. Like, oh, um, God. I I never liked either one of these players. Uh, I I mean I I and I it's I, it's why I don't really pay attention to them now too much. I don't I like and like you, Jeff. I don't listen to Spit and Chicklets that much, uh, even though it's very popular. I just don't care to uh, associate with barstool sports that much. So uh, it is what it is. Okay, so uh, Blues news. Uh, Marco Scandella. Yesterday, the Blues, uh, St. Louis Blues acquired Marco Scandella from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a second-round draft pick in this year's draft and a conditional fourth-round draft pick in next year's draft. The fourth-round pick in 2021 kicks in if the Blues re-sign Scandella, who will be an unrestricted free agent on July 1st, or if the Blues win two rounds in the playoffs and he plays in at least 50 games, at 50% of the games. The... Uh, Six foot three, 212 pounds. Scandella was Minnesota's second round pick in 2008 and spent seven seasons with the Wild before being traded to Buffalo in 2017. He played three seasons with the Sabres before they dealt him to Montreal for a fourth round pick on January 2nd, which was only a month and a half ago. Um, Armstrong said uh, Blues assistant coach Mike Van Ryn worked with uh, Marco in the Minnesota Wild organization, so he has a good feeling for him. We view him to be the type of player that we lost. Bomeister was a rangy player, had a great stick, uh, killed plays down low, a simple first-pass player. Uh, Marco is a good skater. I don't think he's an elite skater like Bo was in his prime, but he has a powerful shot. I just think he. I just think the way our team plays, having those big, rangy, difficult players to play against, fits into what we're doing. So uh, Doug Armstrong said his focus going into the trade deadline shifted from a top six forward to the blue line after Bo Meister suffered a cardiac episode last week in Anaheim, uh, and it was known he'd missed the remainder of the season. So uh, some fans are up in arms about the uh, the increase in cost that we paid for Scandella uh, over what uh, uh, Montreal paid to get him uh, a month and a half ago. Uh, what do you guys uh, – what first off – let me. Okay, yeah. I, I want I want Bill to comment mostly because Bill had a lot to say about Scandella last week. So Bill, I want to get to you in a minute. But I, all I want to add before that is not talking about Scandella himself, but for the people who are saying, "Well, look at Buffalo. Uh, they they just moved him for a fourth round pick on January second. So just a little over a month ago, you know, now he's turning to a second round pick and a conditional fourth. That was that say about Armstrong? 
You know what that says to me? It says to me that that is the team in Buffalo that gave up the Conn Smythe Trophy winner for Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Sabotka, and Tage Thompson. So to me, that has no merit. I don't care what he was acquired for just a month and a half ago. First of all, the closer you get to the deadline, the more prices are going to go up. So that's just going to happen. Uh, and two, uh, yeah, again, Jason Botterill, GM of the Buffalo Sabres, has proven to be completely incompetent in the past. So to me, that makes me think he could have held on a little longer and probably gotten a better draft pick as opposed to what Montreal, or at least to what got Montreal, uh, what what he landed Montreal. So just a bad trade, in my opinion, by Botterill, more than it is a bad trade for the Blues, but you guys might disagree. You, I know, Bill, you said you were you thought Montreal got good value. Yeah, I, I mean, any anytime you can, you know, essentially flip uh, picks because that's what they did. They they flipped a fourth to get a second and replace the fourth if the you know if the conditions are met. I mean, that it's just it's an easy trade. So Montreal acquired Scandella when they had an outside thought that maybe we can push for a playoff spot. Montreal's having a shit season and you know Claude Julien is not an NHL caliber coach anymore uh anybody but he speaks French he's, he does he does oui, oui. um and uh I'm let D fromage my only French that I know uh, they he... have a different word for everything over there you know that? <laughs> Not everything, because yeah, those yeah. French have a different word for everything. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Mulaney. Mr. <laughs> Steve Martin. Oh, that was that's Steve Martin. That's classic. The Steve voice Martin. you did that's it was right. Mulaney. I was trying to think that's of who wild that and crazy guy, Steve Martin. Yeah, <laughs> that, but the voice you did it in. That right. Oh, you know, I gotta. I, I'm I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't do Mitch Hedberg or Brian Regan because yeah. that I slip into those a lot. It's a horse. It's horse in the hospital. There's <laughs> uh, a horse loose in the hospital. I didn't know he knew how to do that. Uh, the no, uh, Julian. I I pin the Canadians' failures this year mostly on Bergevin and Julian. Um, you know, you uh, you take a, a talented player like Gasparri Kakaniemi and you don't put him in a position to succeed, put him in a position to fail, and yeah, you send him down to Laval because he's just not cutting the mustard. Just the the old school mentality of Julian. It's you know, it's time for the Canadians to move on and bring in the next retread because Bergevin doesn't have the balls to bring in, you know, a, a Kirk Muller or somebody who's gonna actually. Uh, Play the kids, um, which they gotta speak French. <clears throat> What's up? Bill knows some French. <laughs> they, Kurt, they gotta speak Kirk French. Muller. Yeah, Bill, come on, you and I can take <laughs> yeah, over. We say simple. Yeah, we. Uh, oui. I, I know. I know. I know French. <laughs> David Perron. Just say, just say we a lot. That's all. It's all. Nah, we David Perron. No, That's all Mon- French. In Montreal, you you have to greet everybody. Bonjour, hi. Bonjour, hi. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's Kirk Muller would, would qualify cause he played there forever and was an assistant there forever. He knows the language. Um, anyway, rant over, um, 
the trade actually works out pretty well for them because, like I said, it's basically a flip of picks. They they brought Scandella in to you know to try to help for a playoff push that didn't materialize. They flipped him, got a a higher pick. The Blues are going to pay that higher price because we're closer to the deadline. Uh, we have a greater need. Close to deadline, greater need. Uh, we uh, lost out on Dylan. Right. So, uh, assuming we were in on Dylan, which apparently we were, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't want to give up a second and a third, right? So I, th- I think I think a lot of people don't like the, <clears throat> what we gave up because of what was given up for Dylan, second and a third. Uh, Dylan being the the more talented of the two, uh, to some degree. But uh, but but the part of the the trade that is getting little attention is Montreal retaining two right. million. That's fifty right? percent of the salary. And that's what I was going to say. The, they that, that's that's huge in that uh, our offer, uh, what we gave them, second round pick and a conditional fourth, and uh, it was because they retained half of his salary, which allows us a little more cap space. Which then allows us to do something possibly uh, before the deadline or at the deadline, right. offense mm-hmm. as far as the top six forward goes. So that's right. That's that that gives us play which we had to have. Right, and the other thing that we talked about a lot last week besides Dylan and Scandella was Alec Martinez, and he got dealt today for two second picks. Yep. When you're looking at at just that aspect of it, uh, you know, giving up another second round pick isn't that much higher on a player that I actually think is probably better than Scandella, but there's no retention of salary. Right. And Martinez right. has another year. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I, yeah. I don't, that would, that would be the breaking point. I think with the, with, we talked about this last week, but Petrangelo's contract coming up. I think you had to have some kind of salary retained if you're going to go after a Martinez and obviously Vegas, wasn't as worried about it as the Blues are heading into next and, year. I mean, I think the biggest thing to me about that trade is the surprise that Vegas and L.A. are willing to yeah. trade. Yeah, to actually know. talk. Yeah, division rivals <clears throat> like that. Well, to me, it just says how far out the Kings are from competing. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, they don't care because they're just like, by the time we get good, you guys are going to suck. Martinez will be retired. So we don't care. You guys, I know, Jeff, you saw it. Bill, did you see the article in uh, Game Time written by the – the uh, capital NHL guy. Oh jeez, uh, no. <laughs> it he it was about it was about the trade, and uh, he basically called it the worst move Armstrong has ever made as a Blues GM. Uh, false. Yeah, it's ba- but patently false. It's, just, it's it's a wildly stupid statement. Um, and he so it's a long write up on why Scandal is a terrible acquisition. Uh, which is filled with advanced stats and just you know it's it, whatever, uh, no no uh, no eye test stuff in there at all really. But uh, he also failed to mention in this long ass article anything about salary retention yeah. from Montreal, nothing. And he complains about what we gave up compared to Dylan, you know, and, uh, and so I'm like, how is it? Along terrible article, those, awful. Right. Along along those lines, along those lines, the thing that that I think a lot of people. Now, if this was two, three years ago, and we saw Doug Armstrong trading draft picks constantly, and we talked about it on this show, how when he left Dallas, he left them without a championship and basically no draft picks and a bunch of aging veterans. So that was the look what the Blues were getting, and it was, oh, boy, oh, boy, he's going to get fired, and the Blues are going to look the exact same thing that, that Dallas was looking at when he was fired from them. But... 
we have a championship now. St. Louis has a Stanley Cup championship. So one, he gets a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Two, the window's open. So as much as you want to hold on to your draft picks, a second round pick, you're talking yep. three years, probably right. tops, five years more likely before that player starts really becoming right. a possible impact top nine forward, top six D. And people, yeah, I, what's the point at that point? Your window is probably closed at that point. So go for it while you I can. I agree with you completely. It's like the, 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 the talk around town is this is our window. We're going for it in this window. But then you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, yeah, we're going for it in this window. No, we don't want to deal any picks or prospects <laughs> in any moves. Yep. We don't want to stay at the top or near the top. You know, we don't want to hold on to uh, this the, the, our defending uh, champ status uh, at that cost. So you're either going for it in the window or you're not. And the Blues are going for it, which is why I think that they're probably going to make it on the move. I, I, don't, I don't understand if they don't at least try hard to make to improve the top six. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure uh, what the point was in uh, uh, having Buffalo. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm having Montreal retain salary in this in this deal and giving them the extra Here's pick. Because question. if we because if we didn't need them to retain salary, we because we weren't going to get anybody else, then why give them the extra pick? You know what I mean? Uh, I yeah, no, I hear you. Um, here's a quick question for Bill, more likely. Um, we uh, sorry, Bill, I just got your message. Is there an issue with my? Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Ears. You're fine. It, it was here local. Oh, that was... ah, I see. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Kurt, cut that from the record. Too late. We don't Too want late. that Just on the going. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, no, Bill, uh, do you know that in that original deal with Montreal, uh, did Buffalo retain any salary there? No. No. Did not. Okay. So that's all Montreal that's retained. And that, again, I mean, listen, that's a huge part of the deal because I guarantee – that Doug Armstrong, and again, we've bitched about his cap management before, but making this deal, he looked at this saying, okay, we've got to retain some salary because if we don't, we're going to be right up against the cap. We won't have room to get a top six guy if we want to deal a couple more draft picks or a couple more prospects. And bringing in Marco Scandella to replace Jay Bolmeister on that, likely on that second pairing, that's solid. But if you have to do it for paying the guy $4 million, that's a lot of money. We talked about that last week. But if you're going to have them retain some money, that's huge. I mean, you're you're getting a good defenseman for a couple draft picks and you're still you still have the room to go out and improve your roster more before the deadline. Also, there was uh, who else if we don't get Scandella, let's say we 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 don't want to give up what we gave up and somebody else comes in and gets Scandella, who are we going to get? Uh, Martinez was available, but he I mean, that was that was a higher asking price. So it's like, who are you gonna get? The, the, right. the, you don't want you're, you're, if you don't jump on Scandella because Dylan was gone. You went on Scandella, so you lose out on on Dylan, and so you turn to Scandella and get him. Dylan was your first option. Didn't get him. Move to Scandella. Jump on him. Give Montreal what they want. It's a good deal for Montreal. Um, and I have no I have no problem with this because if you don't get Scandella, then you've you've essentially and you're not getting Martinez, you essentially got to play Mikola. Uh, so I, I and which I, we were calling for because he was called up. You want to see what you had with him. 
and he looked good as he his looked previous good the time handful of starts uh, plays uh, games he played in earlier in the season which is why I thought he was going to get a look here when they called him up we all did right and uh, but he didn't get any ice time which was really baffling to me uh, but uh, so he didn't yeah we so th- yeah we talked about that last so, week yeah, right. that, that Bacola you're going to give him every look you right. can and that seemed not yeah, to happen and I, so if you're not going to play him and you don't get Scandella what are you going to do you're going to you're going to go to w- battle in the playoffs with Gunnarsson and Bowmeister in the roster. I think you wanted with no. I'm mean, sorry, Bortuzzo and Gunnarsson, no Bowmeister and uh, Mikola. So, I, what, what, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? I, you had to get him, or at least if you didn't get him, then you're gonna pay more for Martinez, maybe. Or you're going to have to wait till somebody else falls out of the picture and yeah. is willing to sell and hope at the and deadline the you can get somebody else. It's gonna be higher. And I think Scandella was a good get. Right. Everything considered, it was a good get. I think right. that was fine. Armstrong's shown that he doesn't like to go all the way up to the deadline to make his move. Right. He's done stuff before the deadline right. and then done nothing on the deadline. Right. Which is which is fine because right. I mean whatever. I am so I'm off Monday, which just it happens to be that the trade deadline now happens right around my birthday and I always take time off around my birthday. So I'm you know, I'm gonna enjoy sitting around in the morning for the most part, uh, watching nothing happening on deadline day because nothing ever happens anymore. Yeah, I know. Stay off Twitter because you'll see a bunch of angry. Oh, people. oh you'll see oh, again, fake like trades, yeah, angry the, people. Yeah. yeah, fuck, fuck whoever did that. St. Louis Blues trade alert. Mike With the Hoffman graphic? acquired last night. With the gra- did you see that? Oh, last oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw uh, that one. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean that was my first instinct when I saw that. I'm like fake account. Yeah, look and yeah, there's no I in Lewis. Yeah. The, 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 yep, they they get you. They do. That's how they get I've been you. I've been duped before. I retweeted something of like four I or have. five years ago. I retweeted something. Like, oh, shit. oh man! When I when I was in the media and I I retweeted something like that, and it was a fairly big trade. I remember being like, oh my god! I even like commented on it after I tweeted it, and then everybody started sending me fake, 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 and I'm like, shit! <laughs> I had so many people. You're in the media. You should be ready for that kind of oh. thing. And I'm just. Shut the fuck up! You know how hard it is to <laughs> miss an I when there's when there's fifteen letters in the name. I mean, yeah, come I on. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the uh, it's it. I think I think we're all fine with the Blues getting Scandella. Yes. I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I no, like I mean, I, I, like yeah, I was I was, I was espousing it last week, right? Yep. Yeah, and you were you weren't. You, that's the yeah, guy that's, you wanted. That's what yeah. I pointed to. That's the guy. That's what I pointed to. Honestly, was Bill a very knowledgeable hockey fan and a and a guy who uh, is the backbone of the most important Blues podcast? Uh, came out and said that he wanted Marco Scandella. So the fact that and and I'm you know I know I was just kind of making a joke there, but but I mean to be honest, like Bill sold me on that last week, and I said okay, yeah, you know what, Marco Scandella, that'd be a heck of a you pickup. I'd like that and. <laughs> uh, you do and, you really do and you know the maybe the most important point that we've glazed over here he's blues royalty he's oh yeah the nephew of sergio that's true. sergio Momesso. one of my one of, so can we start calling him prince marco one of the, one of the yeah. best uh yeah. <laughs> one of the best uh blues names in history yeah sergio sergio Momesso was acquired in the same trade as Gaston Gingras, two of the greatest names that Rod <laughs> wow. Carrot acquired. Wow. Uh, uh, Jimmy Anderson, Bill sitting there like Kermit sipping tea. <laughs> <laughs> Very, nice, Very nice, sir. Very nice. Uh, no, and, and, I mean, 
we we haven't talked a whole lot about Scandella's skill. I mean, he's listen. You can look at the the advanced stats all day and say this guy was terrible. And yeah, there is. I think advanced stats plays a a part in the game, but it's not the end all be all. You have to have a little bit of the eye test there too. Even a guy like John Chico would tell you that. You know, there has to be a little bit of an eye test that says, okay, this guy makes good outlet passes. He's good defensively. Uh, you know, he's going to block shots. We need him to, he steps up for his teammates from all indications that I've heard. He's an excellent locker room guy, which we know we love here in St. Louis, those great locker room guys. Um, so I, I'm all for this trade. I think it's a great pickup. And again, if you're going to, maybe if you move a first round pick, I, I kind of bat an eyelash, but the fact that it's a second round and a conditional fourth, I have no problem with that. Your window's wide open to win the Stanley cup, replace that, that that guy you just lost as much as you can and uh, go after another cup this summer. Yeah, and and honestly, from the advanced stats point of view, um, I I haven't really done any validation of this, but um, the Blues Analytics Twitter account, um, it's not an official account by any means, but um, they tweeted out last night, guys, Scandella has been low-key really, really good this year. Here, um, Yes. You know, he's... I- yeah, on bad. Did you see what? Too. Did you see what I what, what the the uh, from our from the let's go that we we do the embedded skater stats, and it we got Scandella is uh, I mean according to a lot of advanced stats, it, in a lot of ways is a better value than Dylan, and Lightyear's better than Bowmeister as far as advanced stats go. Yeah, so to take that for what it's worth, right. Which, which, which actually kind of says the opposite of what the Game Time article talked about as right. far as him being a terrible right. I, I, like I, said, I didn't read the Game Time article, but it sounds like the Blues didn't get that guy's guy, right? Maybe. I, think it's, I mean, it sounds like he kind of contradicts himself in the article, too. Um, but uh, it sounds like he was upset that the Blues didn't get Dylan. And then he was upset that uh, we pay, paid just a hair less for Scandella, who he thought was a much worse player than Dylan. So that's, that's kind of the sports fan mentality, I think. I think you see a lot of that um, whenever there's a trade, especially around a deadline, because certain people, like, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion with Blues fans the Blues were only going to get Brendan Dillon. And if it wasn't Brendan Dillon, it was nobody else. So if you're going to get a defenseman, it's going to be Brendan Dillon. And so when that didn't work out, was that the Dillon trade was announced, what, 20 minutes before the Scandella trade? They were pretty close to each other. And it was just, to me, it was like, okay, yeah, maybe the Blues got up bit on Dillon, and they were still having talks with, for Scandella. And, okay, we're not going to get Dillon. Let's go get this guy. And And I'm fine with that. It's not like it's a second best option it was just the other option and for a lot of people i think it was well they just knee-jerk reaction they just panicked armstrong just went after someone gave way too much for him because he didn't want anybody to swipe him from under him and that's just not how it was i guarantee you that giving up a second round armstrong didn't never gonna be overpaying unless you're bringing in chris neal in the twilight of his career (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're trading uh you're trading for the rights to i can't even think of steve eiserman you know i mean yeah you're not you're not uh 
you're not shooting for the stars when you trade a second right. round. Right. I mean, if if you it's, it's if you crazy package to me to see any, anybody in on the San Antonio roster in that trade, that's overpayment, right? But just giving up yep. a second round draft pick to fill a sudden need on your team, it's not overpayment. Well, and again, to be honest, you know, if this was three years ago, maybe I would bet Nilash and say. Stop trading our damn draft picks. I mean, this team isn't going right. anywhere. You're just holding on for your job to compete another year. But again, we know now, it was proven last year, the window is open for this team. Yep. So go for it as much as you can. 100%. And are we sure it wasn't like, you know, Puck Guy 14 switching allegiances to the Blues and just pissed off that we didn't bring in a shark? <laughs> right, that article. <laughs> I think possible. that happened. Or AJ. It was probably AJ. Yeah. Screw that guy. We know it was you, Eric. All right. So, uh, Jay Bowmeister, uh, Army, uh, Rutherford tweeted out today that uh, Army and Bowmeister have agreed to, to talk next week and make public uh, a statement in seven to 10 days about his future. So, we talked at length uh, about Bowmeister last week. Uh, no new news really since then, other than that he came back to St. Louis and is on the road to recovery, which sparked crazy speculation amongst a lot of people that he is basically working to return to the ice and the team which right. crazy is, speculation with serious <sighs> journalists with at with nhl in their twitter yeah right yeah you put nhl in your twitter handle you, you are it's it's it, that's it you are legit legit, legit. um so uh so which is not the case he's not he's but okay will jay bowmeister be forced to retire due to this incident and procedure he's had. Bill. I don't like that right. wording. Forced. Hurt, the the idea the of forced to retire? Yeah. No. Will he elect to retire? 1,000% he should. Here, here's the deal. He he would not, he wouldn't be contemplating retirement right now if he hadn't had the event and procedure. That's my point. Since no. he had this, yeah. what what is this going to, okay, will he retire? Because I, of this, forced has a negative. Right. Well, he's not. Well, I'm. I'm mm. sure he. Of course, is forcing. He's. It's. It's making him do something he doesn't want to do. It's involuntary. Eh, it's. What's the difference? You're picking splitting hairs. For no, forced has like Jeff said. Forced has a negative connotation. Uh, I agree. It's not with, a positive situation. <laughs> forced. Forced to it me is a means positive that there is somebody because he's or something alive. that is standing in his there way. There is something standing this in his is, way, and it's a device in his chest. I don't think. And these somebody standing in his way are the doctors that will not clear him to play. I'm just saying. We're just gonna have to disagree. Yeah. I, I, how am I wrong? <laughs> You're always wrong, Kurt. You just how am I wrong? <laughs> anyway, okay, I'll just rephrase. Fine. Go ahead, Since Bill. you guys are fucking ahead, being difficult. Bill. We get it. We get the question. Shut up, Bill. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think a thousand percent he should he should call it a career. He, will he? he? Huh? Will he? I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe he's just gonna say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna wait and see how I can, you know, I'm I'm not gonna try to force the issue and play this year. I have to think about my family, but I'm not closing the door to, to my career. Okay. And uh, we'll see what, what happens over the summer, and maybe I'll be back uh, if they'll have me. Okay. Jeff. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm reading some of the comments here in YouTube, and they're ridiculous. First of all, our friend PuckGuy14 is listening. He says, that's it. We're changing my handle to at PuckGuyNHL. <laughs> it, it will do wonders for you. You'll get a couple of thousand followers. There's your, there's your comment. Yeah. We need to start having a uh, some type of soundbite for when I say we have a comment of the show because that is the comment of the I, show. Right that is there. a good idea. Good. I, I, I'm working on a setup here where I've got some audio I can pump in a different way than usual, so it'll work better for the show. So we'll, 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 we'll do that. Come up we'll with some. Let, we'll come up yeah, with something. Yeah, we'll we'll have a meeting we'll about it. Yeah, and we won't include Bill. <laughs> no, you never do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, Mr. Blue's hat. He will never be medically cleared. Uh, Josh Webster, you can't play contact sports with a pacemaker. It's not a pacemaker. Um, First off, it's not a pacemaker. It's it's a defibrillator. It's different. Close. It's different. Right. It doesn't doesn't pace your heart. It shocks your heart. To... Now you're just now you're just arguing Sublantis. <laughs> I'm just for the sake of accuracy. I don't want somebody here in this show and then repeating. Well, let's go Blue's radio. So he had a pacemaker. Uh, he didn't. He does not. It's different. It's okay. No, nobody listens anyway. <laughs> That's not true at um, all. Either. Listen to you. What? Did you not learn anything from Smash? Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone listens. We're the number one. We are the number one show on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And in Erica Weston's heart. Yes. We, we That's are the no- true. That, you know what? That is all that We're the number one hockey right podcast in me. Poland. We were for a while. That was funny. We were. That's according fantastic. to this rating site. That it was. I, I don't. I don't make this stuff. It's because uh, the Blues have had Jamie Pollock and Roman Polak on the team, <laughs> but not Wojtek Wolski. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. All right. So Jeff. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he's he's done. I mean, he. I think. I think it's a. It's it. And the reason that I was arguing with you on saying it's forced. Is yes, it it I get your point. It is forced, but at the same time, it's not like Rich Peverly, who probably felt like he still had a ton to accomplish in his career. I feel like Jay Bowmeister, we talked about it last show, that that there was talks he might retire last year because of some of the issues he's faced. And so he's a member of the Triple Gold Club. He's uh won a Stanley Cup. He's he's been a part of some great NHL teams. Um, he's accomplished a lot. So to say that he's going to retire forcibly to me was a little tough, but to say, you know what? I've, I've had a, I've had a great career. I can step aside and feel like I left nothing on the table. That is what I think he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, his, if if there's any regret, it's, it's stepping away from a team that's in an open window. Sure. Right. No, I get it. And that's why, that's why he didn't retire after last season. Right. I I mean, and cause I mean, he talked about retiring before last season because of his injury issues, mm-hmm. you know. But he he recovered from that, and and uh, thankfully he did because he was a key part of that, you know, cup run. He he was he contributed right. pretty greatly. So, um, but yeah, no, I I within they're going to make an announcement in seven to ten days, and that's when they're going to announce that he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm I, I I will I I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, that you can stake your reputation on that. There's not much there to stake, but okay. Uh, I <laughs> I have I, I will. Um, you know you you I so, you can't you you I mean you just can't play at this level with an ICD implant in your chest. Doctors won't clear him to play. Um, you you I, I I and I I just don't see him returning. I can see him wanting to. I can see him. Uh, recovering and uh, skating and working to try and get back, but he, I, 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 
he's he's not going to be cleared to play. I I, don't, I can't see that happening based on the research I've done. Um, unless his issue is uh, significantly different than what we think it is, uh, which I don't know how it could be. He has an ICD implanted in his in his chest that you know wires going into his heart valves. Um, you know, you know, doctors don't recommend that you play contact sports at a high level, and and this is the highest level, pretty pretty high contact sport. Uh, no high cardiovascular activities for for uh, people with ICDs and this would be it. So I, I don't know. I, so, and I, that's my stance on it. I, I think in seven to 10 days when they announce their thing, it's going to be that he's going to retire. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it makes a hundred percent sense that, that he would. I, I just, I don't know. Part of me thinks that, you know, uh, he's, I can't recall him ever having given a press conference in he didn't his talk. career. Right. He so talk. he's, he, he could get up there and just be like, whatever Doug says, uh, I, I'm not comfortable speaking in public, whatever Doug says, yeah, go with that. Um, but I mean, yeah. Mr. Just, Blues hat says, I mean, to be, fa- to be fair, uh, to be yeah, uh, be uh, contract is up after the season. Mm-hmm. Right. So who's going to offer him a contract? Right. With I a- mean, the Blues would. If if somebody medically uh, cleared him, if somebody medically cleared him, they would I open him. They would welcome him back with open arms. I don't think they would. They I don't would. think so. I don't. I, I mean, I. They're what, not going to offer him what, what, what he's what, making this what year. I but think I can see them offering him one billion. Is he'll be given the option to, you know, it, it, he's got a young family, right? He, yeah, he's, he's going to. You're, you're asking him to what, take the place of somebody else, and but, I don't think that's going to happen. What I think will happen is that he will walk away, right? He's he's right. going to he's going to end his playing right. career, and the Blues are going to give him the option to be part of the organization in some capacity. That's and great, and he's uh, he'll probably take a couple years to. You know, to be part of raising his family, uh, which he, you know, is tough to do when you're constantly on the road. He is very young family. He'll focus on that and then he will come back and he will be a a great part of an NHL organization in a coaching capacity. It's kind of funny. He's 36. Right. He's young, right? I mean, but in hockey terms, he's nearing the end, right? So but, it's it's just kind of interesting to hear how old he is. But he's well, young. isn't Mike Van Ryan thirty six right now? And he's yeah. the assistant well, coach, <laughs> right? Especially with the fact that that he started playing in the NHL what at eighteen or nineteen. He's pretty young. I mean, he's been around a while, and he had that crazy long streak where he played in ten consecutive seasons right. or whatever. Seven hundred. I mean, forty something games. Yeah. So that's going to age you pretty damn quick. Yeah. No. And I and and the, and the injury has caught up with him big time. Right. right. And he struggled for a number of years here. I mean, he he had a great start. Oh, great start here. Yeah. We talked about how fast he was, and I was and, like, gosh, we didn't realize how fast he was. Go back to the shows we did at the beginning of the year. I don't I don't know how many times I made a put him out the pasture reference. Right. He was terrible. Yeah. But it yeah. was because but, yeah, we all did. It was because he hadn't recovered from the hip surgeries. He, and it had, that that plagued him for a long time. Yeah. And uh, it and was we, December. He was it, whipping boy. I, he was. I will tell you, it was December of last year when he finally got yes. his game yeah, back. Right. Because because it was at the fucking Montreal game when I got put on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I was talking about for the story I, so many times. I was talking to Julie. <laughs> And, you know, just going on about how Jay Bomeister has turned his game around and he's been the Blues' best defenseman over the last 10 games. 
And, you know, the guy in front of me, like, turns around and he said, Ugly Ronaldo knows what he's talking about. <laughs> right? Because right. But Bo Easter had a very solid game that game. And, you know, he was. Like, no. Now say, he had turned it around. Now say it again into the microphone so everybody can hear you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you go and adjust the volume. They'll listen to me. On I the will. Yeah, to... you're make you're just you're just adding more work for Kurt at the end of the show. <clears throat> no, uh, and I because I, I, we, he we we on this show a number of times wanted to run him out of town yeah. for what two seasons? Yeah, at least. Um, and and. So and that, and that's why this this comes up too as far as like since after this happened will the blues retire his number people want the blues retire his number like, oh yeah oh yeah and and is he a hall of famer yeah oh yeah yeah <clears throat> so the next two things <laughs> are the blues going to retire his number no i don't either i don't think so jeff no, no. and i think no. it i could this was a conversation on twitter and and i i brought this up i could see them and we joke about with Dallas Drake when he left and they didn't let anybody wear 10 until I think Andy McDonald showed up. They wouldn't name a captain. Like, come on. But I can see them doing that maybe with Jay Bomeister. Them saying, okay, nobody can wear 19. And I could see that going for a couple oh, years. Oh, a couple years, right, but, right, right. And maybe on honoring his I'll number. I'll Dallas Drake. But... Right, they're which not was gonna, weird because yeah, exactly. Drake just left. He, was, right. he didn't get hurt or yeah, anything. Right. But nobody wanted to wear nine for a he while. He was bought out, wasn't he? Was he? Uh, yeah, he was. He was. No, he wasn't sure bought, he was bought out. out. No, no, because the Blues had never done that. Uh, he was. Yeah, they did. They did it with Jay McKee. Ah, uh, did they? That they did with Jay McKee, but that was much later. They didn't do it with Dallas Drake. Dallas Drake just walked away, took okay. a contract in Either Detroit. Way. Either way, yeah. I I think it's an, I think it's an, I, the, the, I can totally see them honoring his number because uh, of how he left the the how you know, what happened, right? Uh, but they had the same time at the same time if they do that, they really need to consider honoring Demetra's number mm. because I'm not sure why that hasn't happened. It, granted, what happened to him and how he passed didn't happen when he was part of the organization, but still he was right. a, he was a big but, part of this team, a fan favorite. And what's it hurt to honor a number? Right, but the thing with Demetra, well, there's been one player that's worn 38, and that was Kevin Dahlman. So no one's worn it. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So, but hey, um, real quick, can I, I just need to flex my my hockey knowledge muscles here? Uh, this is from a direct. This is a direct quote from June 27, 2007. In what merely was a hockey decision, the St. Louis Blues have elected to buy out the remaining year left on Captain Dallas Drake's mm. contract. So huh. thank you. Then he went out to Detroit and went a cup with them, and then he retired. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. I The last thing I remember about Dallas Drake was him getting blown up by Dustin Bufflin in Bufflin's <laughs> rookie season. What the the thing with re- retiring his number, uh, or you know, it, it's it cause Pronger's. Num- the, the announcement that Pronger is going to have his number retired next season. There was automatic speculation after that. Oh, well, who from this team is going to have their number retired? Sh- we won a cup, so surely someone gets the number retired. And there was a, b- a bunch of people saying, oh, David Backus has to. Um, you know, there was even yeah. somebody that said, uh, uh, Petrangelo, who has an outside shot if he resigns here and, and finishes Finish strong. Right. right. That he has a shot. Um, but people said O'Reilly. He's played one season. Someone said Bennington hasn't even played a full season here yet. And well, people wanted to, to like, be fair. Who else to wants to fair. wear fifty? 
Right, I guess. But still, yeah. w- with that said, um, th- Chris Mason, the, the 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 retire number conversation got stupid. I mean, they wanted oh. to give it, they wanted to give it out like it was just right. nothing. And I'm like, like it come was on. Toronto. I don't think people. Yeah, right. I, exactly. I don't think people. I don't think anybody that was commenting uh, had ever really watched Pronger play. I think the fact that they were tying Pronger's number, I don't think people realized how good he was. God, dude. That had to be the case. Right. Had to be. Right. Absolutely the the most feared and dominant defenseman of His of era. of yep. a of an era that had big defensemen. Avenue of I mean, Lidstrom. Right. I mean that wasn't he wasn't dominant in, in a physical Darian sense. Hatcher, but, who yeah. was dirty as fuck. Yes. Um Hatcher was more of a more on the goon side, but Right. <laughs> he was good for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Good good throwing some elbows. He was good at uh, uh letting Jeff Finley jump out of the penalty box and grab him and during a fight, right? That was and fantastic. I, <laughs> I will never forget Great. that. It was good. But yeah, no. No, I think I could I could see Petro getting his yeah. number retired for sure. Absolutely agree um, with that. If, if he if he resigns and stays here, Petro, the first captain to deliver a cup to the Blues, yeah, it's yeah. it's a and done deal. His numbers are up there. I mean, right. he's right at the top with with as far as defensive numbers go, uh, with the best of the best. Right. The Blues career history, so. points, he's right. getting right. up there. So I, I can see that, but he's the only guy that was mentioned. I think Vladdy. Vladdy's another Tarasenko, guy that if, he, if he he's got it, yeah. If he has his career here, I think he eclipses a lot of the Blues records. He's, well, but so it, he's he, a guy that he's got it. a long way to go. Yeah, he he does have a long way to go, yeah. and I would I would say he has to get fifty goals in a season once in his career. If you think about, to be serious about that. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at the numbers that are tired up there, I think there's a there's one or two up there that are kind of like. You know, I, I guess you could say Barkley Plager. I mean, right? Why? I mean, th- that's up there. Right? He's heart and soul. He's heart right. and Bobby Gasoff. He's heart and soul. Well, Gasoff I, see, Gasoff though great. he died during a team event, so that I, I'm not gonna I'm yeah, not gonna complain but, too much about that. Right? Uh, and that's it, fine. It I'll early. give you that one. It was in the early years. Honor yeah. the number. You I don't need to agree with you. I, I, I agree with it. you. But if they want to retire it, I'm not gonna argue and throw a stink about that one. But Barkley Plager, I thought. At the time he retired, he was the franchise point leader. Spent his whole career here. It was only like eight, nine years, mm-hmm. right? Ten years. But uh, so he was a franchise point leader at the time, and they retired his number. So maybe you make an argument for that. I guess the franchise point leader. But Wait, did did they retire before he? Yeah. Before or after he? Before. Died? Before. That wasn't okay. Yeah, before he died. So you're older than me, so I don't remember <laughs> that far back. Uh, I don't. I can't tell if Jimmy Anderson is being having a serious question here or not, would you put Jackman over Vladdy? No. No, 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 not at all. Not even close. Not even no. close. I, and here, and, well, that, and, and let's Jackman put it like falls this. In, Jackman's number is already retired anyway. Jackman falls in the same category as Bowmeister, but, uh, but Bowmeister's on the high end of this category in, in Jackman's. I'd say that because Jackman's got longevity and games played. And uh, you know, Bowmeister has long. He's played with the Blues a long time. And he he uh, uh, has a lot of g- uh, games played in the NHL. Uh, his his you mentioned uh, uh, his uh, triple gold club membership. It sounds like a credit card thing. It does, but it's uh, yeah, it's it it's the uh, World Junior Championship, uh, Olympic gold. It, and it's st- actually World Championship. World, I'm sorry, World Championship, Olympic gold, and uh, Stanley Cup. So that really didn't start until '94. Right. 
and 29 players have done it. 20 of those are not in the Hall of Fame. So this is kind of like the next is Bowmeister Hall of Famer. Right. And so I people there were some people that made a co- uh, argument for Bowmeister making the Hall of Fame um based, based on, on well that was one of the talking points was mm. uh Triple Gold Club. And I said the Triple Gold Club is is not it hasn't been around for 100 years. It's not some exclusive uh, club necessarily. It's right. not what you think it is. Right. Well, and this let is me, the let NHL me throw Hall two of names Fame, out there that are on in the Triple Gold Club. Yuri Slager. <laughs> I'm glad Yuri you got Slager. that. I, yeah, I know. That, and that's one of the names. Yuri Slager. Wikipedia has right. a list of all the players right. that have won and the Triple Gold, and they're highlighted the ones in the, that are in the Hall of Fame. Right. And most of them aren't. Right. So, Yuri Slager, Frederick Modine. Right. Yeah. Frederick Modine. Yeah. That guy had a hell of a slap shot. That's about now, is it. Is it the Hockey Hall of Fame? It's the Hockey or the Hall of Fame. It's the NHL N- Hall of Fame. It's the NHL Hall of Fame. <laughs> Just ask Vladislav Trejiak. He'll tell you it's the NHL Hall of Fame. It's he a, was a draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens. That's why he got in the Hall it, of Fame, because he was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. It's, it's rough to make such a hard stance, a hardline stance on something that you're dead wrong about. <laughs> that could, about that, I mean, it's... it's I'll tell you that, For those of you unaware, there was, there was an argument going on on Twitter this week that somebody called it, it is the NHL Hall of Fame, and it was, no, sir, it's not. No, it, it is, is the not the NHL Hall of Fame. The Hockey Hall of Fame. So here, here's a possible God damn it, Paul. summer's <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, that's Paul. It was probably Paul then. No, it, it was Paul, Paul that it said it. Was. That's, what, that's what lost Paul his job. No, I thought it was sexist comments. <laughs> it was sexist comments. Um, <laughs> Must be nice to have a... A Nothing. department. Never mind. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, no, I was going to say a, a suggestion for a uh, summer series. Uh, you know, what could have been had Trechiak ever actually played for Montreal? I mean, Montreal is renowned for having the greatest goalies in NHL history. Uh, Who was uh, in net for Montreal when they drafted Well, there Trechiak? you go. Wasn't it? Was Dryden gone by then? Uh, Dryden retired in 79. I think when did they draft him? Um, uh, right around that time. Yeah. Okay. I think it was right. yeah. And um it, they forget that they they um they actually had um was it Bunny LaRock? Just Nate there's there's one goalie that won the Vesna for the Canadians in the early eighties, you're like, uh oh, shit, didn't even know he lived. <laughs> but so and Wa was drafted when? uh eighty three, eighty four. So if they have Trey eighty six, right. So Wah, they have Wah may never have been, uh, not in Montreal anyway. Right? Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, that that is a great summer uh, series show. Michael right LaRock. Michelle LaRock. Yeah, right. Bunny. It was Bunny. Michelle. Michelle LaRock. They called him Bunny. Um. Also, oh, that was a. They split it. They used to split it, huh? The Vesna. Yeah. Yep. But that was before uh, the Jennings, yeah, Michelle right? Michelle LaRock, Richard Sevigny. And uh, Den- Denny Heron. Yeah. Bob Rakowski in the YouTube wow. chat says, an un- unidentified source told him it was the NHL Hall of Fame. <laughs> that <laughs> is a real possibility. I think Bob's in on the oh, joke. Yeah. Oh, Good yeah. job, Bob. Bob's around. We love you, Bob. <laughs> Bob's the best. Bob gets around. Um, so with that said, um, uh, as far as like, Bowmeister in the Hall of Fame goes, uh, 17-year career, I'm a no. I'm, yeah. Well, he's, I, I, and I'm not. I'm a no as well. In his 17-year career, he's never finished in the top 10 of Norris voting. He's only finished in the top 20 in Norris voting three times. Um, and we talked about the Triple Gold Club. Uh, his games played totals don't 
I mean, to be honest, they don't matter that much as far as like being a Hall of Fame, you know, feather in your hat. Uh, his Iron Man streak, while impressive, is not doesn't right. get you into the Hall of Fame. You know, it's not right. a. Th- it's, he, a it's something you. Won, it's a. It's right. a side note of an otherwise Hall of Fame career. Right. He's he won have. no individual hardware. No, right. he's not. His his best Norris was like eleventh. Um, he was seventh in the Calder voting. Um, we just, should ask. We should ask Mike Pekka what he thinks about Bo Meister getting in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Did you see the uh, like the YouTube video of Pekka? Uh, of, uh, it's on YouTube. It was uh, I think it was TSN. Uh, he was an analyst, and uh, they were talking about Bo Meister back in 2010. Yeah. This was like 10 years ago, and he talked about how much he loved playing against Jay Bo Meister because he was such an easy defenseman to play against. Yeah. He just was a soft guy. He was a great skater, but you know he was, he was soft around the puck, and he was just ripping him a new one. Mm. And uh, so he was. Uh, Pekka is not Bo Meister's, you know, biggest fan. Biggest fan. Yeah. Um. So. If um, you, so can I? Can I just? Oh, go ahead. Me though. first, Jeff. <laughs> you, Please. You, no, I want you, you to been, have it. You're better dressed than I am. Well, I I didn't. <laughs> I I am violating dress code for the show, I, and I apologize. Yes, we wear are. shirts and caps at this level, son. Sorry. We wear shirts that match the backgrounds of our yeah. walls. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind for next week. Um, no, I was going to say, if you go to Hockey Reference and look at the comparable players uh, over career for Bo Meester, the only name that I recognized on the list that could possibly, possibly be um, a Hall of Famer was Rod Langway. They're, they're, they give you like 10 or 12 names. The first name was a guy that played in like the, the 60s that I don't think I'd ever heard of. Um, but yeah, Rod Langway was the only name that stood out to me. Um, and yeah, it just, the, the company's just not there. Jimmy Anderson in YouTube chat just said that uh, Bill looks like he missed his bus to the Democratic debate tonight. That's a compliment. <laughs> He's, he's dressed, Bill's dressed very nice. He's got the sweater on and the and the collar shirt underneath. He looks yeah. good. He, you know, Bill always. He looks, looks like good, he though. should be on like he's, a an analyst on Angel Network. That's what he's dressed for. He looks like no. he is way better than Let's Go Blues Radio. You, you and Catherine Tappan should do a show together. <laughs> Who's that? Catherine Tappan. Yeah, and you. <laughs> and you can talk she, about how Julie and Catherine Tappan are <laughs> yeah, great right. friends. And uh, I was going to say she's got plans with Jeremy Roenick. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I. I was super lazy and didn't change after work tonight. I apologize. It will happen again. <laughs> I. I dress nice for work, and that just. Yeah. It just goes to show, I guess, the difference of people we are. Because, like, I'm literally walking out of the building, and I. I rip my tie off. Yeah, but you work like, at that not joint that makes you yet. wear a tie. I yes, used to like. I, I, I get home. I get home. The first thing I do is I change clothes. I won't even like say hi to my kid yet. I'll walk into my room and I'll change clothes first. I used to like wearing a tie. I, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. I, uh, I at the theater. You want to change jobs? years and years ago when I was a manager at a movie theater. I, uh, I you know wore a tie and it was not. It wasn't like formal dress. It was you know tie shirt and and khakis or whatever. But it was. I, I the tie was fine. I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, I I still wear one on occasion, but it's it's hundred percent voluntary for me now. I don't have a job now. See my my, you don't have a job, don't have a job right now? now that requires me to wear a tie, so I don't. I it's very casual where I work, so it's that's kind of nice, but still. Your job is host of Let's Go Blues yeah. Radio. By it the it way. seems like it sometimes. Uh, people it seems like a job. See, my problem is I've got this Mark McGuire neck, 
Like, I can't find a shirt that actually fits my neck to where I can button the top when button. You say, so I have to fake it every day. When you day. say Mark McGuire neck, I expect to see a cottage cheese below your skin. That's what I expect <laughs> no, to I'm see. No, I'm saying it is a massive neck like the size of my own head. That's how big my That's neck Mark is. That's Mark McGuire neck. Come on. He's got that condition. Right, I don't sorry. know what it is. Uh, who, else, who else has a large <laughs> neck? What, that, that guy that was floating around Facebook for a while, right? That, that guy that was uh, his headshot. It was basically a neck shot. You guys saw that, right? Floating on Facebook. Yeah. Who's on oh, Facebook nowadays? Oh, come on. You yeah. guys saw come that. On. My grandma's on Facebook. That was a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a shot of um, a guy who uh, had like this ridiculously sized neck, and it was his mug shot. Um, man, I feel really dumb not being able to describe this. Better. Anyway. But he is just a guy with a very large neck. That's all that okay. matters. Hey, real quick. Um, uh, I wanted to add... I, you know, I normally don't do this um, because I don't like calling people out, but this was a comment. So our friends over at uh, Two Guys, One Cup, uh, the other blues podcast out there, after you listen to Let's Go Blues Radio, tune into them. If you have time. Um, they if you have had time. Put out a, <laughs> yeah, if you have time. If you have time. Because if you if you do finish Let's Go Blues Radio, go ahead and re-listen. Let's be honest. Because we're as long good. as our shows are, there's no time to listen to anybody else after they finish the show. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, so they put out on Twitter, after Pronger, who do you think is the next STL Blues number to be retired? Uh, uh, other options in the comments, please. And they had Steen, Petrangelo, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Petrangelo, uh, won pretty decisively in that, which, you know, I think we can all agree with. But there was a comment in here, and and again, I don't like really normally doing this, but I'm going to name his Twitter handle because public. if he really believes this, he should he should have to face it's public. Facts. Uh Tim Hakala, T I M H A C I am familiar with the name. A L A. Yeah, if you if you want to talk to him, I'd love to to have some people debate with him. You know, you know, he maybe he makes some valid points, but he says Bowmeister will definitely be the next blue to have his number retired. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer as a member of the Triple Gold Club, and he was a key part of the Blues winning the or Stanley Cup win. He's already spent more years as a blue than with any other team. No brainer. So being a being a Key I take member issue with the, a lot yeah, of being that. a key member of the Blues Stanley Cup if run doesn't wanna, qualify if you. If you want to call him, if you want to have the argument that they'll retire his number, okay. If you want to call him a Hall of Famer, okay. First ballot? Yeah. You think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of he's Famer? He's not even close. I, I don't think that is the case at all. His, when he retires, uh, was it three years three, from now, five three, years from now, three, whatever they're three eligible? Years. You really think that many people are going to be like, oh, Jay Bowmeister, there, there's the next guy to make it in. He's not even close. Joe Thornton will probably be on that list. Joe Thornton will get in. Bowmeister. I don't know about Jay Bowmeister. Bowmeister's not even close. He's not even close. No. He doesn't. He does, he's not, he, he, the offensive numbers don't get him in. They're not even close. Defensive numbers, I, no. I, I don't. I mean, he wasn't. he's not a Scott Stevens shutdown defenseman. That kind of that, that brutal uh, defensive defenseman. He's not that kind of guy. He's a great skater. That doesn't get you in. He's a member of the Triple Gold Club. We talked about that. That's not you know, twenty of the twenty nine aren't in the Hall of Fame. Why is that a why is that a big plus for the Hall of Fame? Recency bias and, and the, the whole uh, sentimental vote is getting in people's brains. I don't 
I, I, let's step back and 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 think for a second about this and analyze his career as a whole. Uh, and just a, a couple, just a season ago, a season and a half ago, uh, we were railing on him for two years here because he just wasn't effective. So I I don't get this. It, it's and, and let me I don't want to take anything away from Bowmeister's accomplishments. He's you know. First of all, he's an NHL defenseman. That's better than any of the three of us will ever say about ourselves. And he's had some great time. I mean, he was a, a you know, we talked about the Triple Gold Club. That is an elite group for him to be involved in. But to say he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, that's a little much. I think even Jay Bomeister would tell you, yeah, that's probably not talking about me because I'm not a first ballot guy. So, that's he, not that far away. Save the tweet and uh, and tweet him in three years. Right. And, yeah, right. Overall Hockey Hall of Fame, no. You know, in the good old Canadian boy uh, Hall of Fame, you know, if Don Cherry were the mm. voting member, absolutely. I mean, his career for Canada, World Juniors, you know, World Championships, his- you know, Olympic gold, absolutely. And, and we're not saying that J-Bo is, is not a great player. No, he's, he's a, not Hall of Fame caliber. He's a, he was a very good defenseman. Uh, and overall, he belongs in the very good overall. Hall of Fame. Yeah, the, it's the Hall of Fame is for the best of the best. There's only 400 and some odd members, I think it is 411 members in the history of the NHL. There's 411 people in the Hall of Fame. I and you're saying Joe Bo, Jay Bomeister in three years is in the top 400 something of all time. Uh, Chris Pronger made the 100 uh, greatest players in NHL history list. So and people were were commenting about oh he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame or he, you know he shouldn't have his number retired for the Blues. He was the he spent most of his career here, did some great things here, and uh, is listed as the 100 of the 100 greatest players in the NHL. Pronger is a, a no-brainer number retire here, and I I it's puzzling to me what people are putting importance on. I and like Bill said, he was a very good defenseman. But he's just not at that level for Hall of Fame or number retiring. It's just not. It's not a knock on him, but that's a hard thing to get. That's a. That's the elite of the elite is supposed to be, or or very special cases. And I don't think he fits either one. Uh, let me let me add that uh, a lot of people in the chat are mentioning the thick neck guy. So I'm not the only <laughs> one that recalls that. Thank you, everybody. Um, Josh Webster, when we were having this discussion about first ballot Hall of Famer, he says, "I just threw up in my mouth." Uh, Bob Rakowski says hard no. Yeah. Uh, Blues three five three one zero chance of that happening. Josh Webster, it's a no from me, dog. Randy Jackson. So, I think most people would agree with that. And again, I hate to just call out one person with that, but that was just that that was an egregious comment. You know what? Yeah. There. If you if you make a public statement on a public forum, which Twitter is, uh, you can talk about it. It's you're putting it out there. I mean. I mean, you obviously want it to be seen, so they talk about it publicly. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm posting thick neck guy right now on Twitter, just seeing so you know. uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And uh, so the Blues did end their five-game losing streak uh, after going 0-3-2 in the last five uh, and only winning two of the last 12. Uh, the Blues got back in the win column Tuesday night, last night, uh, with a 3 to nothing win versus New Jersey. Uh, they came to town at the right time as the Blues had beaten them 11 straight times, and now that makes 12 straight wins versus New Jersey. Uh, maybe some payback for the uh, Scott Stevens and Brendan Shanahan fiasco. We're going on a roll against New Jersey. Maybe. I don't know. 12 straight wins is nice. 
Uh, it's a shame Lou Lamorella and stealing Martin Brodor. Yeah, right at his yeah right <laughs> yeah in his prime. Uh, it's a shame uh, Lamorello. <laughs> it's a shame Lamorello isn't still in New Jersey to enjoy this beat down by the Blues. Um, you know, a solid game start to finish for the Blues. I thought, uh, although it seemed like this game was for a while, it was going to seem like a carbon copy of a number of games recently where they played very well, if not dominated the game, and just couldn't score. Um, I thought uh, uh, Deming was very good in this game. Um, now the uh, he was, but that does doesn't that make you? I don't again. I don't want to take anything away from Deming, but didn't that make you feel a little uneasy? The fact that he had such a good game against the Blues, and I know it's you watch the game uh, for us he, even guys who studied the game. You know we we look at that and we say, well, yeah, he had an unbelievable game. The Blues had so many chances. But, I mean, with the recent struggles included, the fact that they could only pot three goals on Louis Domingue and a bad New Jersey defense, Let's, that was a little unsettling. There was me. that one shot that Domingue got ridiculously lucky. That was Who was it? Was it Schwartz um, or Thomas? I can't recall. Uh, the one across the, the crease. The butt end save. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was he Schwartz. He flailed, and it just, I mean, he had no, it was a completely lucky save. Um just bad puck luck for the Blues, to be honest. I mean, that's not a save. The goalie is, you know, trying to make it with his butt end. It just happens. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's a, it's three goals. Uh, it's fine. Uh, should have been more. But uh, to be honest, Deming made some. It wasn't like he just played well. He made three or four really good saves. Right. I mean, like highlight reel stuff. Somebody on Twitter last night, I don't know who it was, but somebody made the the point that he's playing like, uh, get me the hell out of this organization. <laughs> well, <laughs> contender, had, up until, contender, pick me up. Yeah, last... Uh, uh, God, he was, what, 21-5 and five with Tampa last yeah. year, and now he goes to New Jersey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and against... And he had had... He had play, he's played terrible yeah. uh, lately, especially. But <clears throat> and, and can I... Uh, walk back to a point that you made about bad puck luck on the yes the the butt end say yes i love making those saves. i'm not saying i'm not saying it's i'm saying you, you throw your stuff out there hoping to hit something right, right. i get it right i get it and and but it happens it works more often than it doesn't i know but he's not it's not like he's out there trying to make the butt end save Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Come on. Yes, he is. Come on. So after the game, after the game, you know, they ask him about that save and say, yeah, I thought I'd get my butt end on it, and I did. What else is he going to put I at it? I think in that situation. What else is he going to put at it? I, I mean, you, you're as, the goalie. You're the goalie. But I, I'm going to say that I, I think in this situation, it's a desperation, throw whatever I can out there and hope it hits it. Yes. Okay. Right. It is. And when, but when it goes to the butt end, that's just kind of like you don't know where the puck's going, so you're just like, ah, and it's and it hits on the butt end. It could have, I mean, he didn't stick the butt end in the way of the puck, right? The it puck hit the butt end. It, it wasn't I, about I precision. Just, it was about getting something the fuck in the way. Of the I puck, get what you're saying. I understand, which is what I understand that as a goalie should do. I get it, but I think clearly, I think is clearly here. Bill is right. I think as wrong. far as the Blues are concerned, that's just kind of bad luck. <laughs> No, I and th that's actually a point that I made in discussing you know the recent run of Blues games with people at work. There has been no puck luck for the Blues. Lately, and, oh yeah, and I we, mean yeah. Kelly kind of referred to it in the broadcast last night about just how we've really run. Either we've turned 
mediocre goalies into great goalies or we've hit a string of hot goalies since the all-star break. I mean, you go back to, and Kelly's point was, you go back to the game against Vancouver and uh, Thatcher Demko. Like, that's the second game that he's stolen from the Blues this year. And uh, Connor Hellebuck was so much better in the uh, the game. Pecker Rene. Uh, mm-hmm. Bennington and Rene in the second game of the back-to-back over the weekend were both exceptional. Mm-hmm. And... I, I blame that. I I blame that loss on Justin Falk. Why? I I know we're not going to break down the Nashville series and the Nashville game, but that one play, the game-winning goal, the shot by Turris, why the fuck does Falk not stop where he is and cut off the lane instead of taking a stride back and giving the shot? Yeah, attack the attack the shooter. Right. More or less. Yeah. It's I, terrible. I, I, yeah. No, it's I, a terrible I, play I, by I was Falk. thinking the same thing. And he screamed Bennington in the first. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, get out of the way. Or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, get the guy or get out of the way. You're, you're kind of backing in. You're backing in. You're giving the, the shooter a shot. So, I, I, yeah, do something. Right. <laughs> which, which, so, I, and, I, and I, I agree with you. Um, the Which is why I'm not, I've not been concerned, really, during this whole 12-game issue right. we've had. Uh, because we've won two in this in the twelve. Um, there was there were three or four games we played very well, uh, dominated a couple of them uh, completely, and just didn't get the win. Uh, I mean, if if those go in our favor, uh, which normally they would, uh, it's about a 500 record or so over the last 12 games or whatever. So I, I'm not, I don't think it's as big a deal as people are making. Mm-hmm. And that, granted, and the goaltending uh, wasn't up to snuff most of the way. It wasn't. Awful, awful, but it wasn't like it. It wasn't a great deal right. either. So, and and now Dallas has caught us. Uh, right, Dallas and Colorado. Well, Dallas is even with us on points. They now just caught us tonight, tonight. right? Yeah. And uh, Colorado two is games in hand. Two they games were, in hand, three points down. They were winning before your internet went down. Yeah. <laughs> well, my internet, my Wi-Fi went down. My my internet, my corded internet is fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was two nothing. Uh, over the aisles for Colorado. Okay. I'm just responding to Jeff. I, mine and it's fine, Jeff. Uh, I think. Unless you can't hear us. Can you hear us? Uh, Jeff can't hear us. Huh. That's weird. Huh. Can anybody in the YouTube chat hear us? <laughs> that's a That's a question. <clears throat> Are we just couple of monkeys fucking a football here it still says we're on so oh there we go bring it back in there we go i think your your connection was down jeff i can't hear you jeff can you <laughs> yes, hear me now you can. <laughs> all right well sorry about that guys i don't know what happened uh mute button <laughs> yeah oops yeah oops. that's exactly sorry what it was yep um yeah thanks kurt yeah. but I, I i was saying I, I don't think this is a uh some people were wanting to jump off Poplar Street Bridge, uh, and uh, there were uh, friends of ours, other podcasts, saying, uh, uh, "Don't make a move. We're done this season. You know, I don't want to see the Blues give any assets when it, for a team that's not going anywhere." I'm like, "Jesus Christ! We 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 just dominated the NHL, flat out dominated for a year, a calendar year, and then we go on a 12 game stretch where we struggle to get wins, and some people want to throw in the towel." I'm like, it's 12 games. You can't go in a slump ever? What is the deal here? I, that's crazy to me. 
Right. It happens to everybody. Even great teams go in a slump. I would rather they, and this is something a lot of people said, I'd rather they have the slump now as opposed to at the beginning of yeah. April. Right. You That's... know, go ahead and do it now. And, and yeah, beginning of April, they suck still, then there's a problem. But <laughs> right now, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Mm. So I think that's that's right. that's There's, the bipolar nature of sports fans in general. I think uh, right. Blues fans are no different, if not worse. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, hell, I I was I was angry after every loss. Oh, yeah. Right? Be angry, be upset, be annoyed, but I th- but keep it things in perspective. You right. know, long term. You know, right. it's, it's it's a slump. I mm. I no one likes slumps. I I'm with you. And don't express every. I'll emotion admit, on I was social media. I was <laughs> that's. Well, <laughs> I'll admit I was I was kind of in the ballpark of you know what this is uh, this is silly and people are freaking out and they don't need to make a trade at all. But then I'll admit I think it was right around the Bowmeister injury where I finally started saying you know what make a deal get a defenseman get a forward if you can because uh, I I didn't start freaking out at all but it was just you know what if you can improve go ahead and improve just do it and. A lot of people throwing in the towel already. It's like, no, come on, yeah. just calm down. It's it's still only February. Yes, they had a ridiculous stretch last year in February, but uh, they had a ridiculous stretch throughout the first part of the year. So they've built themselves a cushion. Let's see if they can work themselves out of it. The Blues have now played well, uh, very well, uh, over the last eight periods, if my math is correct. Um, dominating Na- New Jersey and Nashville last two games playing very well in the final two periods against Nashville on Saturday. Uh, didn't get the win in either of the games against Nashville, but probably should have eh, should have won both. Uh, definitely they could have won the one on Sunday. Um, I definitely yeah. think so. And then uh, beat the inferior New Jersey team. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this team. I, I'm actually, you know, it, it's, it's, you could spin this positively too. You could say, you know, this facing some adversity is a good thing uh, as opposed to, as, as opposed to just racking up wins all season long. Look at Tampa Bay last season. So, right. If, if you well, just we keep about the this. same thing going over and over and you, you get results without adversity, you, you know, it, it becomes, <clears throat> I don't want to say expected, but, um, you know, it, you take it for granted. And to face adversity is that's a great point. It it makes you realize we still have to make adjustments yeah. to make things work. Yeah, I, and and that's and that's you could argue that's spinning it, but I mean that's that's a valid look at it based on you know way things have gone in the past with teams. That, so I don't know. I again, I this it's a it's a good team. We all know this. It's a good team. It's arguably better than last season. I mean, well, coming into the season, we all thought this team was better than the one last season. And the the start they got off to this season, the first half of the year was fantastic, which was, oh, proven so, even though Falk wasn't playing as well as we thought he would. Um, because coming into the season, you you move Edmondson for Falk. We all thought that was a, an upgrade. And then we and then not signing Maroon, personally, I thought that was addition by subtraction. You get more playing time for Blay and stuff, and that's he's a better player. So I thought this team's a better team. Uh, more you know, experience for Bennington, hopefully. And again, that was kind of a question mark too coming in the season was Bennington mm-hmm. because his same question mark as the season before, or I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, the season before when we uh, made the move for Riley and got uh, Perron and Bozak. And we're like, okay, we're set. We're, we're, we're a good team. Only question mark, in goal. And then after the cup win, really for me, the question was still in goal as far as like, will Bennington maintain what he's done? 
Um, he hasn't done what he did last year, but he hasn't been awful. He's he needs to be better, but uh, I think he's shown he can be. So we'll see. <clears throat> right. Um. I'm. Ex- I mean, every goalie has slumps. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to see what Bennington does now after he got a shutout. I yeah. Mean, granted, well, granted, it's it's against New Jersey, who just traded probably their top scorer or their one of their top uh, offensive threat wingers before that game. Yeah. But his uh, his last four games. Do I have this in here somewhere? I thought I did. Maybe I don't. Uh, his last four games, he's played very well. He uh, even the game he allowed six. Uh, yeah. I, I thought he was. I thought he played Vegas. great. He was fantastic. He was fan- one of his better games of the season. He allowed six goals, and and people will say, "Oh, he allowed six goals. There's no way he can play well." Bullshit. Uh, you, you watch the game. Uh, he made what fifty saves yeah, in yeah. that game. Yeah, you you watch the game. Uh, there's so much with stats that that are just not applicable to real life. Your eye test is, is trumps all. Well, and let's 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 add in the emotional factor of this is the game coming af- out after Jay Bomeister's collapse, and he was able to still put up 50 saves in a game. I mean, that's impressive. And, and you know, this is something we talked about a couple weeks ago, Kurt. I, I think you were the one that said this when the slump first kind of started. Well, how does the team look? How are they reacting to issues? How are they uh, playing in the games? You know, you look at the Blues last season when they were struggling early in the year, we were all saying, okay, this ain't working. You know, they, they don't look like a team that can win games. They're not, the strategy's not there. The chemistry's not there. But you guys have basically been saying it about these last couple games. It's there. They've got the chemistry. They've, they're, they're breaking out just fine. They look great in the neutral zone. They look good in the offensive zone. Just haven't been able to put the puck in the net as much. And defensively, they've been a little eh, but not terrible. And same thing with the goaltending. Eh, not bad, but not not terrible. Um, so they've looked fine. It's just a matter of, okay, start putting the puck in the net more, build that confidence. They're going to be fine going forward. And I really think you're going to start to see that because I thought they had two really good games against Nashville. You guys mentioned a good, I mean, shit, they scored five goals against uh, uh, Vegas, who's a good team. Um and then obviously, you know, played well against a mediocre Devils team. So they've looked fine. It's just a matter of racking up the wins. And I, I think you're going to start to see that push a little, a little bit more so right now. Trade deadline. Um, the Blues have some cap space. Uh, it, it all hinges on if Tarasenko comes back uh, before the playoffs or not, whether they have the extra cap space uh, of his or not. And uh, I'm I'm going to uh, conspiracy theory you guys a little bit here, um, and I'll flip it around. Every mm-hmm. everyone is saying our ability to acquire as top six forward relies entirely on when Tarasenko returns, right? But I think it's entirely possible that Tarasenko's return could be dictated by our ability to acquire or not acquire a top six forward at or before the deadline. Uh, meaning, if we can get a top six guy. Then the decision will be made to hold Tarasenko back so we have the cap space. If we can't get the top six guy, then Tarasenko comes back in late March. I Because of the whole, if you understand the cap issues with, with if Tarasenko doesn't, uh, is out until the playoffs start, then we have like, what, 
six and a half million in cap space extra or whatever it is that we can if he comes back before the playoffs we have to shed that cap space so we essentially can't add anybody really if he comes back early so i'm thinking that they'll hold him back to playoffs and they'll use that and they'll and, well i'm thinking that if they can get a guy and have a deal in place okay we can get this guy now tarasenko mm-hmm. doesn't come back into playoffs otherwise he comes back early well, and, and isn't that a, a weird scenario? Because if, if the Blues go out and get the guy, well, we've got the long term. We know Vladdy's not going to be ready until late April. But then somehow, miraculously, it's, oh, shit, he could play the end of the regular season. That's an odd situation. What do you do? Because, I mean, I guess what? You would have to send somebody through waivers, right? Yeah. <laughs> To get him back on the roster, you would have to send somebody through waivers, and uh, yeah, I guess so. And yeah, I mean, there's no other way around it because you can't make a trade. You can't unless somebody's got a uh, yeah. uh, what is a t- uh, one way contract that's gonna that where what uh, <clears throat> if they send him down, they could send him down, and then his salary wouldn't count against the cap because a two way contract, the salary counts against the cap regardless. How's that work? That's how that works, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, but a one way contract has to clear waivers. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it's complicated. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's what dictates. Like, you know, they, they need to have as much information as possible to make a calculated decision about whether or not he's going to come back, right? Which they'll, they were supposed to find that out on the fifteenth, right? But I think they're going to find out. I think in the next couple of days. And the decision for Armstrong yeah. will come down to, is he panicking now that Dallas has caught up to us in the standings that, that we've shed enough? We, we had this huge lead. Now we've shed it. You know, do we need a push? Do we need an asset, a guaranteed asset to come in and contribute well, to this team over the course of the majority of March? Or can we wait till the end? Can we get enough production from these other guys? Is Oscar Sundqvist coming back into the lineup going to stabilize it and allow the team to get back to producing as it was? Here's the deal. Will David Perron start putting the puck in the net again? Well, yeah. I, I, I uh, Armstrong said that uh, if Tarasenko comes back before playoffs start, which is a he hinted that was a possibility now, um, that it would be a hockey trade. Any, any trades made at the deadline would be a hockey trade, meaning salary. We'd have, to dump, we'd have to move salary. It wouldn't be for picks or prospects because we'd have to shed salary to acquire salary. And so then you're looking at the roster. Now you're looking at guys like Sanford, who makes a million and a half. You're looking at guys like Barbashev. You're looking at guys like, you know, uh, gosh, those are the two guys that popped to mind, Bozak. So, I, I mean, it, those are guys that uh, – and Bozak, uh, he's got one more year on his contract. So that's why I think if he can make a trade to acquire somebody with picks prospects, then I think they hold Tarasenko back because that just throws a wrench into the whole window thing as well. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think at this point it's a matter of, okay, can we make a deal at the deadline? It's we if we can get somebody, whether it's for draft picks or for a roster player or whoever, 
then we'll do that if we can. And if that's the case, okay, can we afford to bring Tarasenko back before the playoffs? And if the answer is no, it's, hey, NHL, uh, yeah, we uh, Vladdy, uh, he's just not ready to go. And then, hey, Vladdy, uh, you're going to all of a sudden just feel much better for game one of the playoffs, like we that, saw with yeah. Chicago a couple years ago. And that's ago. fine. I mean, it, I mean, it's... I think it all just hinges on what deals are going to be at Armstrong's disposal, and is he willing to make those trades? And if the answer is yes, even if that means taking up Tarasenko's cap hit, then all of a sudden we're going to get creative with bringing Tarasenko back for the playoffs. And that's, yeah, right. that's gonna, exactly what I said. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I'm, I'm going to give you the deepest analysis we've heard on the on the Ooh, show. Yes. All I, right. Ready? I'm intrigued. Ready? So Armstrong's going to try his best to bring in somebody. And then if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Because Tarasenko coming back, it's just like making a trade. Yeah. See, but the whole thing with the media. <laughs> just with the whole, like making. The, and that's going to be said. That's going to be said. But the whole thing with bringing somebody in is the fact that they'd be here in addition to Tarasenko. That's the whole thing. Um, But yeah, I get it. But but that's okay. If, if you can't bring somebody in. Right. You bring him back. He did say that. He, he like said that on the air when uh, Erica Weston was uh, interviewing him. Uh, he he uh, he basically said, "Well, you know, if Tarasenko is probably the best acquisition we can make at the deadline, mm-hmm. or uh, if we don't make it, if we don't make it a uh, trade, Tarasenko is the best option we have anyway." Essentially saying the same thing that, yeah. that people make fun of. So with different words, he smirked when he said it too. So I think Great. he knew what he was doing. He's a funny if, guy. If the Blues, if the Blues had an opportunity to make a hockey trade where they could acquire a top six forward, and the package deal and and shedding salary, and the package deal would include trading Jake Allen, would you? Yes. Yes. Package Jake Allen, Zach Sanford, and Justin Falk. Oh wow. Jesus. Oh, I thought we were just talking about unloading everybody we hate. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, my God. Yeah, what is this? Another Ryan Who O'Reilly trade? But Jimmy uh, Rutherford tweet, tweeted pictures of Tarasenko skating and shooting. Yeah. He's coming back. <laughs> Done deal. No, I can I, skate and shoot. I, I'm not playing for him. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. Why I make that trade. Because at this point in the year, it's all about, okay, who do you have for the playoffs? And no offense to Jake Allen, because he's had a couple strong playoff games here and there. You're relying on Jordan Bennington at this point to do what he did last year. So if this is the question in October, November, I'd say probably not. I don't move Allen unless it's a ridiculous trade. But if you can move him now, and like I said, you know, if you have somebody else that could step in and and maybe play one or two games in the regular season— and then rely on Bennington for the playoffs, I make that deal every time because Jeff, we're not relying on Jake Allen to be a playoff Jeff, goalie. Jeff, if, if Allen's not here in the playoffs, who's going to mimic the opposing goalie to to warm up our team for the opposing goalie? <clears throat> Bill Day. That's an easy <laughs> who's going to do that? Apparently, he's the only goalie that can do that. Uh, coming into tonight, the Blues uh, sit atop the Western Conference with a 33-17-10 record, good for 76 points, two points. Well, Dallas won tonight, so they're tied with Dallas. Uh, Update your stats. Man. Even games played. This is all better. Hush. Hush with you. Uh, three points ahead of uh, injured play Colorado. They're winning, right, you said? 
three nothing. Okay, they're gonna win. So it's uh, they'll be one point ahead of uh, Colorado by the end of the night. Um, they have will have one game in hand. So it's all those top three teams in the West are essentially all right up there, neck and neck tied. Um, the Blackhawks are in last in the Central coming into tonight's game versus the New York Rangers. Thought I'd toss it out there. And they lost six to three. They lost six to three. So they're still in last place. Wah wah. Um, next up for the Blues, 9 p.m. tomorrow night, Thursday night in Vegas versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they sit fourth in the Pacific, 4-4-2 four, four, in the last 10. Lost their last game versus Minnesota, 4-0. Colorado plays Washington on Thursday as well. So, uh, You said the Blues are playing Vegas? I'm sorry. Coyotes. That's wrong. Coyotes. They're playing the Coyotes tomorrow night. Coyotes. And the Coyotes in are on a back-to-back. That was, uh, they, they're the team that lost yeah, to the Stars. They tonight. lost tonight. Uh, yeah, that was leftover stats from uh, last week that I – had merged by mistake. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Hey, good show, guys. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, a uh, playoff team right now, right? Are they still in the yeah. playoffs right now? Are they? Are they outside looking in? Um, they were. I thought they were the cutoff on the uh, standings. They are. And they, they are. have They have had the Blues' number. Did, did Winnipeg like, play so, tonight? Because um, they're trailing them by one point, or they were. So the Jets did not play tonight. Yeah, Arizona was one point up on the Jets. They have two games in hand then. So essentially they're out for the wild card spot. When, uh, Nashville has what, four games in hand. Did they play tonight, Nashville? No. They, Nashville they has lost. four games in hand on, on Arizona, and they're only – They lost last night to Carolina. They're only three, three points, points out, out with four games in hand. So they're, in, they're yeah. looking pretty good too. Nashville could potentially still make it. And I hate to tell you, man. That would be a shit first-round matchup for the Blues. Yeah. I don't want it. either of those yeah. teams give me, in the Give me round. Nashville. I don't care. Give it to me. Give me Nashville. Nope. Would love no, it. No, thank you. Yes. Give me Nashville. We don't need to prove ourselves give anymore. Me, Just give, give us Nashville. I want to <laughs> revenge from uh, a few years ago. Nope. Give me Vancouver. 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 <laughs> Except they're going to win the division. Uh, yeah. Well, um, that's we got to go. This is old, this is a long show. We yeah. Uh, that'll wrap up uh, episode fifty-two of season eight of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thank you for listening, and thanks to those uh, who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Kurt Price, I am Bill Day. Until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. You're a liar. What? You just said you're Bill Day. Oh, did I? <laughs> I'm <You> trying. Did. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> I'm trying to do two things at once here. This is hilarious. <laughs> Maybe it was on purpose. Maybe it was. <laughs> That's like spelling your Maybe name wrong on a test. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not Bill Day. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Did I say for Jeff Ponder and Kurt Price, I'm Bill Day? You did. You did. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I, uh, it's late. Uh, let's go Blues. Proof positive this show went too long. Let's yeah. go Blues. <laughs> this is Kurt Price and let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? 
only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend. 